Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live.
Hornets football here in Birmingham, Alabama. Alabama State leads 14 to nothing. They're kicking off now. Brandon Elderin and Octavius Miles sitting back for Alabama A&M on the return. It looks like it is Miles, and he's got a little seam. ASU Hornets trying to tackle him, and they actually do around the 39-yard line. Quick thing around the swag right now. There's an upset alert going on in Mississippi. Comedy Bowl 2, Mississippi Valley leading Jackson State 9-6 to six in the third quarter. Man, I'm telling you, Coach Comedy is a good coach. He's been around a long time. Central State, Tuskegee, Jackson State, now at Valley. And one thing you love is to beat the guys that got rid of you. So I know he's up there. He has those Delta Devils playing hard. And that would be an upset if Valley can't beat him. Now it would be two years in a row. And you have to go back to the Jerry Rice days when Valley has beat Jackson State twice in a row. Oh, I totally agree. <laughs> yeah, you showing your age on that one by saying that one. All right, first down and 10 for Alabama A&M. That's Valor keeping it on the quarterback keeper, and he picks up a minimum of one yard. Actually, they're saying he picked up no yards, so it's now second down and 10. Great stop by the ASU defense. Yeah, third possession by the Bulldogs. We have seven minutes and 50 seconds in the first quarter. They still haven't got a first down, so the Hornets, off to playing some terrific defense. All right, Ballard throwing the quick out, and it is caught by his man, Tevin McKenzie. He scored that game-winning touchdown last year against ASU. He picks up a game about nine yards. He'll set up third down and short. Yeah, remember last time Darius Washington came blitzing from his outside linebacking position, so we'll see if the Hornets put more pressure on his third and two situation. All right, third down and two for Alabama A&M. Alabama State trying to get off the field once again, forcing another three. And now Ballard calling the signals now. He's got three wide receivers to the top, one running back in the backfield. And here it is. Here comes the blitz, everyone. And ASU has him once again on the sack. This time it is. Darius Washington. There go that man again. I mean, you're staying in the backfield. You, you love the play call. You're playing aggressive defense. You call him blitzes. Hey, that's three possessions and the Bulldogs get nothing. That is a great way to start a football game defensively. Uh, all right, another three and out for Alabama State. Good job of this ASU defense as, as they're getting Alabama. You got nine plays and probably like, what, 20 net yards of offense? I mean, that's, that's off to an awesome start. But that's allowing the offense, and the offense defense is playing together with the special teams. I mean, so far the first quarter, just a great performance. Nick Carden on the punt for Alabama A&M. Lee Thomas says, let it go, let it go, let it go, and he does. It'll be down around the 20-yard line as it took an Alabama A&M bounce. However, right now, Alabama State in total control of this one early on, and it's been a mix of the passing game and the running game. And with this quick pass offense, we'll see what they'll do coming out next. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if Coach Jenkins takes another shot deep. I mean, he, what I like about him is it's attack mode. I mean, full-time, all-time, you don't care about the score. It's attack more. Remember the Texas Southern game? The Hornets had put the game away, still trying to put points on the board. Especially when you're a young team, you're a new coach, you're getting things moving in a certain direction. You have to always get these kids in that attitude. We're attacking. I don't care. We're up. We're down. We're walking into the stadium. We're leaving. We're trying to put points on the board. Daniel Duhart bringing his troops through the line now. He's back there in shotgun. He's got three wide receivers and two running backs in the backfield. Khalid running out in motion. And he goes up, hands it off to... Alex Anderson, but there's a flag on the play. We'll hear from Travis Livingston in just a second. Could be a legal formation. Well, yeah, Alabama State had 10 guys on the field. We had a wide receiver that was coming on late, and I think he didn't get in hard enough for the for the defense to actually recognize that he was on the field. So we'll see. I mean, they only have 11 now, so we'll see what the call is.
Yeah, and what it's saying is that the offense did not allow the defense to make a substitution. You can't line up with 10 and sneak a guy on from the sideline and just line him up at that wide receiver position, which was not the intention of Alabama State, but, hey, that was the flag, and that was pretty a pretty good call. I can agree with that. Now the Hornets will have a first and 15 from their own 19-yard line. 631 left in the first quarter. ASU up 14 to nothing. ASU moving left to right on your radio dial. Daniel Duhart in the shotgun goes off, hands it off to Alex Anderson. He picks up. About four yards on that one, close to the original line of scrimmage. We'll pause 10 seconds for a station identification. Near the six-minute mark here in the first quarter, ASU up 14 to nothing on Alabama A&M. Daniel Duhart in the shotgun trying to set up the screen, and Anderson, he's got some space. they got some blockers. However, he steps out of bounds near the 31-yard line, but there's a marker on the far side of the field. And I'm going to tell you this, there was really nobody on that side of the field. It would be an interesting call because that was totally away from the play. I mean, did Coach Jenkins maybe get off the coach's box? I don't know. We'll have to see what the call is. I mean, I love the formation because you have Alex Anderson and also Khalid Thomas both in the game at the same time, both tailbacks. You fake the one to him, run a screen to the other one. This gives defensive teams mismatch and nightmares. All right, and also it is a sideline warning on Alabama State. We know Coach Jenkins likes to run up and down the field. And he's still on the field. Yes, he is. <laughs> and hey, remember you mentioned earlier about the rain. I just saw a notice saying that the Jagged Edge Council actually takes place now on the tailgate portion near the Chorus Life stage, so they know what they're in for coming up later on in this game. And the weather, man, you're there 50% right and 50% wrong, but it's pretty obvious that it's coming, so I don't think it's a situation of, you know, if it's going to rain, it's just a matter of when. Trennis Levinson is, Levinson is getting a lot of work. And I said that before the game. Like, we didn't want to hear from him too much, but he's just like, feeling he's like the third member on the mic right now, so see if this game can start moving along. He must not know that there's an impending weather condition coming this way. <laughs> he must not. Hold your flags. Right. All right, everybody. Now, second down for Alabama State. Duhart, oh, he will be tackled for a loss in the backfield. Looks like there was a lot of confusion right there as he was taken down by Brian Browner, another Montgomery native with the Stanhope Elmore High School. Yeah, we got to stop letting these kids leave from Montgomery, especially when they got to drive past Birmingham all the way up to Huntsville. But, that's what's so great about this game because you look into the stands, I see kids with, you know, purple warm-up suits on, green. I know that's Parker High School. But this is a great recruiting tool for Alabama State and Alabama A&M because so many of the local high school kids don't get to go to either campus, but they come and see this football game. Of course. Here it is. Duhart now stepping back to pass, and he's looking for his man, but he falls incomplete. He was looking for Lawrence Oliver on that play. Yeah, Duhart just a little bit off on the mark, trying to run that slant for the outside receiver, Threw it behind him just a little bit. The A&M defenders, hey, they, they practiced hard, too, and he was able to make a play on the football. So this would be uh, the punting situation for the Hornets. Yes, the punting situation is coming on for the Hornets. Trevor Vincent stepping back to punt for Alabama State. Rashad Anderson is back deep for Alabama A&M, and A&M's got all their men on the line. They bring a little pressure. However, we are able to get off the punt. And Aaron, oh, he's got some space. He's at the 50, at the 40. Trevor Vincent tries to make the tackle, and he actually knocks him out of bounds. Touchdown saving tackle for Alabama State, but that's not before number 17, Rashad Anderson, picks up a big game for Alabama A&M. Yeah, and Trevor Vincent did a very clever move right there, a real cheeky move. He lined up in the middle of the field, 
but he got to the left side of the ball. So when the ball came, he actually took an angle going towards Alabama State sideline. So the defenders, if you're on the punt team, you always have to take a peek to see where the football is. They went to where he was at, not realizing that the ball was actually kicked to the left, so he was able to catch it in running stride going towards the sideline and was able to make that big play. D'Angelo Ballard bringing his troops out for Alabama A&M on the 32-yard line of ASU. Here it is, Ballard handing off to his man. That is Brandon Eldemeyer. He picks up maybe about three yards to set up about second down in six or seven. And we'll see what the Bulldogs can do. This is their first time into Alabama State territory. They still haven't gotten a first down no, in the they first three possessions. So Hornet defense playing tough. All right, Ballard has a man coming in motion, and he hands it off to him. Alabama State plays as well, but he's able to shake off a couple of defenders and get in. That's Kevin McKenzie taking the handoff on the jet sweep. He picks up the game about two more yards, setting up third and short. And the Hornets are doing a great job of play recognition. I mean, they're trying to get out wide. We're staying wide as the wide is turning everything back in. Courtney Berry and those guys making plays once it does. That could have been a real big loss for A&M, but now we're sitting at third and three from the 25-yard line. All right, third down and three from uh, the 25-yard line. Alabama A&M trying to find some kind of pay dirt. ASU trying to get them off the field, and a siding catch is made by really, really short guy right there. That is Jaquan Davis for Alabama A&M, the first first down for the Bulldogs. And now they are finally inside the red zone. Alabama State's defense trying to bend the zone break in this situation and hold them without a touchdown and possibly maybe hold them to a field goal or no points at all. Yeah, you have to watch for the play action. A&M has been real run heavy this whole first quarter. So here in the red zone, you have to be careful, especially those first down play action plays have been giving the Hornets trouble the past couple weeks. All right, Bulldogs want to get in the shotgun with the pistol formation. Ballard goes to hand off to his man. That's Brandon Eldemeyer. He slips a couple of tackles. He picks a big yardage for the Bulldogs. They'll have it about second down and one near the 10-yard line. Just picks up a burst of speed as soon as he clears the line. So it's now second down and maybe about a half yard for the Bulldogs. They're trying to get onto the board while Alabama State is trying to hold them off the board. 251 left in the first quarter. ASU up 14 to nothing. You're listening to Hornet Football on the ASU Hornet Sports Network. Here it is once again. Alabama A&M with a lot of motion going on in Ballard. Hands off to Eldemeyer. He breaks a couple of tackles, and he is stuck near the line of scrimmage, but he might have enough for the first down, depending on this spot running with the four judge running in. Yeah, and the Hornets are doing a great job of having that initial contact in the backfield. He does get enough for the first down, but, hey, the Hornets are playing good attacking defense. They're blitzing from the outside. And they seem to be in the A&M playbook. They always have a guy in position to make the tackle. But, of course, in football, being in the position is not enough. You still have to get him down to the ground. Exactly. And gang tackle at best if you can. So here it is again. Ballard handed off to Eldemar. He took another tackle. He's into the end zone for a touchdown for Alabama A&M. On that play right there, he just followed his block. He slipped two tackles, and he was in from 10 yards out. That now makes it. 14-6, Alabama State still in charge. Well, hey, you know this is going to be a rivalry. So if you're, you're Alabama State, you're Alabama A&M, you have to play it all the way through. The Hornets had some bad field position after that punt return and weren't able to get off the field on third downs on this drive. But give the Bulldogs credit as they set up in this swinging gate formation, and now they come back to the traditional field goal formations to try to go for the point after touchdown. That's right, and coming on is Cesar Ramin Diaz. He goes for the kick, it goes up, and it is good. 2.17 left in the first quarter. Alabama State still leads Alabama A&M 14-7 in the 74th edition of the Magic City Classic. Now, of course, Alabama State, they did 
Alabama A&M got great field position. Alabama State back was against the wall. However, you just got to look at the situation. As you mentioned, it's a rivalry game, so whoever can continue with their momentum is going to definitely pull out a big victory interest. Well, the big thing here is that keep getting things going on offense. The Alabama State offense has been good all day. You got touchdown by Duhart, and you know, been doing a good job of passing and running the football up tempo, slowing the tempo down. So you just have to get and convert those first downs. I hate, you know, offensively when you go three and out, especially when you're playing that up tempo style offense. You have to get at least one or two first downs, and that one the special teams kind of let the Hornets down with the punt return. All right, but let's see if special teams can actually pick them back up with the kickoff return. Shawan Park and Robert Pritchard standing back deep for Alabama State. As last time we saw Parks with the ball, he got it out to about the 42-yard line. His dream, he told me this week, it's a returning touchdown, return a kick for a touchdown at the Magic City Classic, and looks like he'll have another opportunity on this one. They kick it to Parks once again. He'll haul it in around the goal line. Here comes Parks out of the end zone. He picks up a couple blockers. There's a flag on the play, spins out of it. Ball comes out, but it looks like he will be down around the 23-yard line, but there is a marker down on the field. And it looks like there's a little animosity going on between Alabama State and Alabama A&M, but at the same time, you expect it in a big game like this. So, once again, here comes our main man, Trennis Livingston, with the call on this kickoff return. They're still trying to figure it all out. Looks like it could be an area maybe blocking the back, considering the fact that it happened away from the area that Shawan Parks ran out on that. Here he is. Still waiting on Livingston to make his call with this one. They're still trying to just figure this one on out. But just to let everybody know, the weather is still good here in Birmingham for the time being. We know there's some weather coming in later on, but right now it's very cool with a strong wind. The initial call now looks like it's going to be a block in the back on Alabama State. And they're still trying to figure this one out, Eddie. Yeah, I think he's probably having some troubles with that microphone. He's been using it quite a bit this game, so yes, he he's probably just about have those batteries worn down, hopefully. Can't throw any more flags, but uh, unfortunate play for the Hornets, but you have a first and 10 starting from the Alabama State 12-yard line where two minutes and 12 seconds left in the first quarter. Been a very exciting game so far. Alabama State scoring on their first possession, on their first possession coming back with a punt, and also coming back and scoring on their third possession. So now... Alabama State will get another chance to try to put more points on the court. A&M returned the favor and did score in their last possession with a running touchdown. So now we're sitting at 14-7, Alabama State over Alabama A&M late in the first quarter. Yes, it is. All right, it is first down and 10 from the 12-yard line for the Hornets. Parks running around in motion, and Duhart will hand it off to Alex Anderson. He'll pick up about three yards on the game for the Hornets with less than about Two minutes left in the game. But, everyone, don't forget today's broadcast is being brought to you by Metro PCS with an authorized deal in the shadow of the ASU campus on 1170 Decatur Street at Carter Hill Road. Go by and see Sonetta and her staff bring your unlocked device to Metro PCS, the best value in wireless. 
And also, Hornets Homecoming is coming up right around the corner. Visit www.alasu.edu backslash Hornets Homecoming for the full schedule of events. Hey, look forward to seeing you come down for the Hornets Homecoming uh, in a couple of weeks. Always a great time. When you're playing Miles College at home, you know, weekend before Thanksgiving, you have to be there. All right, Duhar stepping back to pass, and he's looking for a man, and he's got his man. It's Demario Bell, senior to senior, and they both pick up a first down near the 30-yard line. And you totally expect that. I mean, Duhart coming back off an injury. Now he's getting everything going, making some good plays in the running in the past game. And, of course, his main man has been Demario Bell over the years. Those guys have been in quite a few of these Magic City Classic games, and they know each other quite well. So I'm looking forward to that connection for a lot more times in this football game, and hopefully he can get it to the end zone. Duhart in the shotgun now, hands it off to Alex Anderson. He took a couple of tackles, and he has about an eight-yard gain. Near the 33-yard line, big pickup for the freshman out of South Florida. Yeah, what a combination. Alex Anderson, Khalid Thomas, they've combined for six touchdowns and 666 yards coming into this football game. So the combination of those two guys, they should be right around that 11, 1,200-yard mark. And just it's always good when you have two runners who are both the same style runners. They get up and down the field, and they run with a lot of authority. Duhart hands it off to Khalid Thomas in that jet in motion. Khalid will pick up the first down for the Hornets. Now, everyone, don't forget for all the latest news on Hornets Athletic, check out the all-new BamaStateSports.com. I know that's the place that Eddie always goes to get all the latest information on the ASU Hornets since you're out there in Texas now. Hey, I'm on it right now, actually. I mean, hey, the, the beauty of the Internet, you can pull it up anywhere. All right, 25 seconds left in the first quarter. ASU up 14-7 to at the 74th Magic City Classic. ASU now with Five wide receivers, and we've got another penalty, everybody. As we said, our man Trentus Lemmington calling full start on Alabama State. That'll back them up. Five yards, that's those self-inflicted wounds that Coach Brian Jenkins talked about. Yeah, and Coach Brian, I tell you, he's going to have a self-inflicted wound if he doesn't get off the field. Man, he's an animated guy. He's he's right there on the edge, and, I, and you know he does have that one warning, so we would hate to get a 15-yard penalty on the coaches, but – We'll see how that works. And out. here's another penalty before we back can even back. end the first quarter with six seconds left. Here's Levington. False start once again. You have back-to-back false start penalties. Now it's going to be first down and 20 on the ASU Hornets. And, yeah, I just would love to hear what Coach is saying to this referee right there on the sideline or what he's probably going to turn around and tell his team once they come off the field. Oh, he just, and he just got the flag. Yeah, uh, and, and I can tell he was on the field, and she was trying to tell them, hey, you got to get back, you got to get back, and Coach just didn't get back fast enough. And now he's picking up the flag, and he's going to give it back to the referee. Exactly. <laughs> Coach was having some words with Sabrina Brunson on the far side of the field. So three straight penalties to end of the first quarter. So here comes Mr. Livingston. 25, 25 yards of penalty. You have a first and 35. Exactly. Not good football. No, it's not. All right. That's going to be first down. And what you said, about 35? First down and 35. Yeah, oh. that means that you have to get to the 50-yard line to actually get the first down now. And that's the end of the first quarter. Alabama State leads 14-7 to here at the Magic City Classic. You're listening to Hornets Football on the ASU Hornets Sports Network. 
congratulations to head coach Richie Bean and the ASU women's cross-country team. The Lady Hornets have won not one, not two, not three, not four, but five straight swag cross-country championships. The women's track dynasty continues as ASU has won seven straight SWAC indoor championships and six straight SWAC outdoor championships. Another reason why ASU is the program of champions. I go where my work takes me, and that's all over because I contract out for IT jobs. When my dad came home from being away, he brought me matchbooks. I bring my son pens. But dad could never stay connected like I can or help out like I can with our day-to-day finances, even deposit money right now when we need it. I love when technology works and helps close the gap between here and home. Regions Mobile Deposit lets you choose immediate funds access and gives you options when you need them. That's smart. Nearly a century ago, six academic institutions joined each other in Houston, Texas to form a sturdy, spirited association. Since that time, they've developed to become one of the leading collegiate athletic associations in the world, the Southwestern Athletic Conference. From the southeastern region of the United States and Alabama to the second largest state in the country in Texas, the parishes of Louisiana through the Mississippi River and the natural state of Arkansas. Students from all over the world demonstrate the ability to perform, achieve, and excel in scholastic activities. Be a part of history. Be a part of the SWAC experience. Stand and be counted among the best in academics, athletics, music, stewardship. Create your world of contacts and friendships that last a lifetime. We are proud of our past and value our traditions. We will always carry a spirit of respect and competition. We are the Southwestern Athletic Conference. Honor the heritage. here in Birmingham, Alabama. It is 14-7, Alabama State, beginning with the second quarter. We want to say, uh, we want to apologize for technical difficulties we had in Birmingham, but we are up and running now on the ASU Hornets Sports Network. Mo Carter and ASU great Eddie Robinson in the building talking about Hornets football. They have a 14-7 lead, and Eddie, the rain came earlier than what we expected. Well, the weatherman, of course, he's 50% right, and he said it would come in the third or fourth quarter, but now it's this is the end of the first quarter. Of course, it's been a pretty slow first quarter. A couple of penalties. Alabama State scored on the very first possession, came back with a punt. 
scored on a third possession, so we're up 14-0. The Bulldogs cut that lead to 14-7, so now the Hornets are faced with a first down from their own 12-yard line. Yeah, first down and 35 is Duhart hitting Jameer Hanna for a big gain, but still nowhere near the original marker. Um, everyone, today's broadcast is being brought to you by Metro PCS with an authorized deal in the shadow of the ASU campus at 1170 Decatur Road at Carter Hill Road. Go by and see Sonetta and her staff. Bring your unlocked device to Metro PCS of best value in wireless. And actually, I think there's a mistake because the first down should have been at the 50-yard line at the end of the first quarter, but with the flipping of the field, they have the first down at the 40. All right, here it is again. Duhart with a great pass across the middle. Khalid Thomas makes the great catch and... That should not be a first down, but it is. So we'll see if whenever it moves the change right now. So we'll see if the Alabama A&M coaches catch it because we had a five-yard procedure penalty, another five-yard penalty, and a 15-yard penalty on coaches' interference, which was a first and 35, but they snap another play. So, hey, there you go. There you go, everybody. So here it is and again, lead with the speed. So we keep in mind that should have been third down. Now it should be fourth and three because the line of game was originally the 50. But because when they switched the field, they did not put the yard markers in the correct position. So we'll see. I mean, that, that could be a huge play because instead of us punting, now we're at second down from the 46-yard line. Yes, shades of that Colorado-Missouri game. We'll take it. Down. We'll take it. Yes, we will. Here it is, everybody. Now, second down in about five yards, and here comes another penalty. And I, can't, and I can't see. This is the third illegal procedure play probably out of the last six. And I can't tell exactly who's moving. I don't know if it's a wide receiver or offensive lineman, but it's been the guy on Alabama A&M sideline, I mean by the referee, who's thrown all three of those flags. So we have to keep an eye on this. Yes, we definitely have to. Conspiracy now, theory. Exactly. So it backs him up to second down and 10. Duhart in the shotgun, running a lot of motion. Once again, it's Shawan Park going in motion. And Duhart hands it off to Alex Anderson. He tries to find the roof around the corner, and he will – Gain no yards on that one for a third down. Yeah, just way too many penalties. I mean, real sloppy football. You've had, I mean, an offside penalty in those situations just doesn't make sense. You can't have illegal procedures back-to-back like that. You maybe have one a game, one every couple games, but and that's what had Coach Jenkins on the field and upset, you know, and rightfully so. Hornets moving from right to left on your radio dial. Under 13 minutes here at the Max City Class Zero, 14 to 7 facing a third down and 10. Around the 43-yard line, Duhart stepping back to pass, looking for a man. He's got all kinds of time and all kinds of time. He's running out of real estate. He's got to just throw it away. So ASU will now be forced to punt. Everyone, we want to thank you for once again joining us. We have some technical difficulties in the first quarter, but we are up and running on the ASU Hornets Sports Network on the air and online at BamaStateSports.com and game is also being broadcast on ESPN3 as well. Another national televised game for the Hornets just getting all kinds of great exposure to show what Alabama State football is all about. So here it is, ASU now punting Trevor Vincent with the soccer-style kick. It hits the Hornet man, maybe. They haven't said anything, so we're just going to let it keep on rolling and keep on rolling. It goes down to the 16-yard line, so that will be where Alabama A&M is. And it is 12:27 left in the second quarter. ASU leads 14-7. You're listening to the ASU Hornets Sports Network.
And we're back here in Birmingham, Alabama, 74th edition of the Magic City Classic. Alabama State lead 14-7, Alabama A&M with the ball. And Eldermeyer kicks the hand up, and he is met by a swarm of Hornets. He may have picked up a gain of one on that play. Yeah, Alabama State defense made the first three possessions forced A&M to punt. They did give up one touchdown on the short field after a punt return. But so far today, the Hornets are playing some great heads-up defense. Alabama A&M has been really run heavy in the Hornets have been very forceful at the point of attack. Yes, they have. D'Angelo Ballard in the backfield with the quarterback for Alabama A&M. He calls the Sixers once again. He hands it off to Eldermeyer. He's around the left side. He picks up the first down, and he is finally tackled around the 35-yard line. He saw a little seam of, uh, uh, off tackle and just took it. Yeah, it was stuffed up the middle. He just kind of slid left, so the Hornets have to be a little bit more on top of that. But so far, so far, so far, so good. But defensively, A&M, I mean, they're just really focusing on running the football. Have they called more than, what, three or four pass plays all day? Yeah, that's, that is right. So we'll see what happens. ASU trying to just get off the field. Now first down and 10, A&M with the ball, running motion in the pistol formation. They Ballard rolls out looking for a man, and he might take off a run. Now he decides to just throw it away. Great pressure coming from the ASU defensive line, especially with Antonio Humphrey. Yeah, A&M coming with the first down play action, trying to get a roll out. Great time. Great good, great job defensively. The Hornets covering the deep receivers, also keeping containment from the point of attack. So now you force a second down and 10 situation, which is the biggest thing on that first down play action. If you take that chance and you don't get it, now you had a second and long, which is not very good for this A&M offense. D'Angelo Ballard with three wide receivers and one running back in the backfield. He has it off to Eldemar once again. He picks up about a gain of four yards on the plate, and that will set up third down and about six yards on that one. So the Hornets are looking to get off the field. And Eldemar, he's been the workhorse so far offensively for A&M. He goes five foot eight, 175 pounds, but he runs like a much bigger back. He does not a shine away from contact. So the Hornets will definitely have to get under their pads to get him down. All right, so here it is. ASU bringing some pressure, and they get the pressure, but it looks like it's going to be a flag on Alabama State, possibly uh, roughing the passer on this play, which Eddie and I are throwing our hands up on this one, ASU fans, because that should have not been that play call. Well, it's a middle screen, so they're trying to run the middle screen, so they're letting the guys get to the quarterback, but you can't get that person to foul. I mean, you're off the field. That's like a turnover. It's third down and long. On an incomplete pass, you cannot make that mistake defensively if you're Alabama State. Yes, you cannot make that play at all. And it looks like they're calling it on Alabama State. Bradley Street, so he's coming on the cornerback blitz. But looks like that's what ended up happening. And now, Alabama A&M gets a first down, and they're now inside of Hornets territory around the 46-yard line. So now it is. 10.53 left in the second quarter. ASU leading 14-7. to Alabama A&M moving left to right on your radio dial. Ballard hands it off to Eldermeyer. Once again, the workhorse on this particular drive in general. He picks up about three yards the second second down for the Bulldogs. Alabama State has to be better with the penalties. I mean, you've seen quite a few you know, false start penalties on offense, illegal motion, and you get a 15-yard penalty defensively. I mean, take away the penalties, which, of course, you can't. And this game could be totally different, so Alabama State has to tighten that up. All right, quick pass from Ballard to Kevin McKenzie. Breaks a couple of tackles. He's inside the 10-yard line. Touchdown saving tackle made by Alabama State. Kenya Javon Davis. However, Alabama A&M is threatening inside the red zone. This was a quick pass, little pop pass across the middle, and there it is. He breaks a couple of tackles, and 
he's into ASU territory deeply. Yeah, you get that guy going up the seam, and if that middle of the field safety isn't able to make that play, I mean, you get a lot of green grass. Now the Hornets have to get tight and stingy inside their own 10-yard line. And we talked about momentum swings here. So here it is, Valor once again throwing it. It's almost intercepted by ASU. Good play down there by Alabama State's Teron Ramsey. He had the interception against Arkansas Pine Bluff a few weeks ago on Thursday night. And I can guarantee you that A&M will run the next two times. Because after you have them, you're, you're a running team, and you have that first down play action from the coach, and you throw it right into the hands of the defender. It's like, all right, Coach, hey, stop calling those passes. Let's get back to what we do. Let's run the football. So the Hornets have to crowd that line of scrimmage and play the run. Ballard, once again, in the shotgun with the pistol formation. Eldermeyer sitting behind him. Eldermeyer takes the handoff. He drags a couple of defenders into the end zone. That's a touchdown towards the Bulldogs. They're an extra point away from tying up this game. So, yeah, Eddie, you were definitely right. Remember, Coach James Fady was an offensive lineman, so he's probably saying give it to Eldermeyer and let him get behind those big boys on that one. And you go back to that penalty on Alabama State, the rough the pass to play. They could have been off the field, but because they weren't, this leads to this touchdown drive by Alabama A&M. They're a point away from time to the ball game. Yeah, and those are things that good teams don't do. I mean, you have to overcome those mistakes when you make them, but then also you have a chance to catch the interception in the end zone, which can take points off the board. And now we're all tied up at the 74th Annual Magic City Classic, 14-14. to 14. Yes, 9.54 left in the first quarter. We're all tied up, 14-14 at Legion Field. You're listening to the ASU Hornets Sports Network.
And welcome back to the 74th edition of Mad City Classic here in Birmingham, Alabama. Hogarth and ASU great Eddie Robinson on the call with the Hornets versus the Bulldogs. we got 9.54 left in the second quarter. We're all knotted up at 14 apiece. Shawan Parks and Robert Richard sitting back waiting for the kick from Alabama A&M. The kick goes way of Shawan Parks apart. Gets it around the 10. He's at the 20, everyone. He's got a convoy. He's around the 30 and gets knocked down right around the 30-yard line. So, good return by Mr. Parks once again. So, swag updates to tell you about. PV is blowing out um, Arkansas Pine Bluff 47-16. And in Comedy Bowl 2, Mississippi Valley leads 16-9 with 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Rick Comedy might get a second win over the Tigers in two years. Well, hey, that's how you stick it to them. You say, you want to get rid of me? Then I just come back and beat you two years in a row. And that would be a pretty big upset. And, hey, Mississippi Valley, you always have a soft place in your heart for the Delta Devils. You don't have all the resources in some of the swag schools, but they always find a way to compete hard, and they will beat you if you don't come prepared. Speaking of competing hard, Alabama State and Alabama A&M are competing hard against one one. One another today here in Birmingham because, of course, it's about bragging rights. It's about positioning. It's about who's better, black and gold or maroon and right. And right now, we're all knotted up with less than 10 minutes to go in the second quarter. Daniel Duhart in the backfield, hands it off to his running back. He'll pick up about three yards on the play, taking up about a second down and seven or six, depending on the spot as they spot it. It's going to be second down and six. And Alabama State just doesn't have to panic right now. And you had a 14-point lead, now it's outside up. But you're consistently running the football, just eliminate the penalties and keep playing hard. Duhart stepping back to pass and looking for his man, but he is off the mark totally. So that will now be third down. One thing with Alabama State, we've noticed that they've had up-tempo in one drive and then more slow down the tempo in another drive, set up a few things, and they're back to the up-tempo. So it looks like right now they're more as – slowing down and just figuring out what Alabama A&M defense is going to throw at them. Right, but it's still like that sugar huddle and no huddle. They come right to the line of scrimmage, and they still don't allow that defense to make changes. So you get up to the line of scrimmage fast. You fake like you're going to run the play, then you get it from the sideline so it slows everything down. Duhart with a five-wide receiver set. He's rolling around looking for a man. He might actually take off. He's got some room. Makes a great shoot, and he picks up the first down for Alabama State. That is Daniel Duhart showing us he may not be the fastest guy in the world, but it doesn't mean that he can't move his feet. Well, and, and, and he's one of those quarterbacks that likes to look downfield, but I can see it's like, hey, you can get 12 yards. I'm like, run, run, run. So I'm so glad he turned it up, had to make a guy miss. But he's one of those guys, he's still nifty with his feet. I mean, he's not a toy soldier. He can still make people miss. Great job of him recognizing that he can beat that defender one-on-one. Now you have first and ten at the 40-yard line for the Hornets. All right, Hornets put four wide receivers and a running back in the backfield. Khalid Thomas takes the fade. And actually, Duhart is going down the field. He's got a man that is wide open. And how about this break to tackle? Brandon Forbes into the end zone for a Hornets touchdown. They're now up 20 to 14. How about the big tight end acting like Jimmy Graham going down the sideline for a touchdown? You know, it's almost like he's slowed down and waited for the defender to catch him just so he can sip off him. Because I'm like, oh, he's not fast enough to score. And I guess he knew that. He said, all right, I'm going to let you get close. Then I'm going to knock you down and I'll make sure I get to the end zone. <laughs> all right. So, with that being said, it's 20 to 14, 842 left in the second quarter. Alabama State now setting up for the extra point. It goes up, and it is good. So, we've got 
Another lead for Alabama State that gets Coach Jenkins pretty happy going down the sideline. Now you can step. Now you can step back just a little bit. Don't get on the field. Yes, he can. Eight forty-two left in the second. ASU leads twenty-one to fourteen. We're on the ASU Hornet Sports Network. And welcome back to the Magic City Classic here in Birmingham, Alabama, the 74th edition. Alabama State sees 21 to 14, following a Daniel Duhart to Brandon Bourne touchdown score. So it looks like the momentum is now picking up once again for the ASU Hornets as the rain comes down just a little bit. The wind continues to pick up, but as we see, Eddie, it's now time to continue to play some football. So here we go with the kickoff for Alabama State. Alabama A&M returning it. They get it. Leaps over a man right there. That is number eight for Alabama A&M. Octavius Miles showing his athleticism. Alabama A&M is going to have first down and 10 here at the 30-yard line. we got to get Octavius on the hurdles. I mean, that guy, you, you see where he jumped over, but that shows you the type of effort and commitment that these kids have for this football game. Because both sides want to win, and you love when kids are competing at that type of effort level trying to get a victory for their alma mater. Exactly. He's only a five foot ten guy out of Mesquite, Texas. But, yeah, showing that athleticism. So here he is, Alabama A&M, D'Angelo Ballas, stepping back to pass, getting a little pressure from Henderson. But he's looking, rolling, and he just decides to just throw it away. Great pressure by Roderick Henderson on that play, setting up second down now for Alabama A&M. And Coach Spady, he talked about it. He said Ballard was going to be his guy unless something was happening or he – wasn't being effective, and of course, of course, first couple possessions they weren't able to get any first downs, and they 
did score in a couple of touchdowns, but both had short fields and penalties and stuff like that. So we'll see if Coach sticks with Ballard or if he chooses to go with Damian May, who has played some this year. All right, Alabama A&M handing it off once again to the running back. This time, this is Bryce Byron Bauer, the running back from San Hope Elmore. His twin brother, Brian Bauer, plays linebacker for Alabama A&M. And that's a matchup right there. You're talking about brothers splitting families. Well, actually, no, they're both on Alabama A&M. Both a and okay. Yeah, one guy plays defense, one guy plays offense. Here it is on offense now. Ballard flips the tackle, but Darius Washington is running them down. He gets out of that tackle and picks up the first down. Ballard showing his athleticism to get out there and pick up the first down for the Bulldogs. Yeah, and that's what worries you about a quarterback, you know, who has that type of athleticism. If people are downfield, they have everybody covered. Great job in the secondary, but he's able to slip that first sack and get enough for the first down going on the Alabama State sideline. It'll be first and 10 for Alabama A&M. Well, actually, no. Now they're spotting the ball oh, one short. Yeah. Uh, I thought he actually got out for the first down, but maybe he might have stepped out of bounds one step further. So now James Fady has a very important decision to make now on fourth down and short. And it looks like we're going to hear from the ref now. All right, everyone, we will stick with us. We'll be right back with a one-minute bonus break on the ASU Hornet Sports Network. And welcome back to the Magic City Classic. That time I was actually for a challenge, and Trentis Livingston is going to give us the call now. So Livingston is saying that he was short of the first down, so that's going to force a punting situation now for Alabama A&M. So Alabama State defense will get off the field. Yeah, don't jump off sides. I mean, it's fourth and inch, so you have to be prepared for the fake, for the hard count, for any type of trickery by the A&M Bulldogs in this situation. And Nick Carson coming on to punt for Alabama A&M. Oh, and he misses a snap. He misses a snap. Alabama State tackles him. Deep down into the territory, and that is Corey Davis coming up with the big tackle on court. And so Alabama State's now going to have great field position thanks to the special teams era. And it went right through the punter's hand. You have to think that the wet football had to play something. And, I mean, it was – I mean, it almost hit him in the face. So that was a situation definitely punter area, punter error. The kid didn't have on gloves. So I'm thinking the wet football may have been a problem. But it, I thought he had a first down when the quarterback ran. The quarterback just kind of went out of bounds casually where if he just kind of died for that first down, it may not have been so much of a questionable play. But a big break for Alabama State after not giving up the first down on the review, and then the punter had the ball snapped over his head. So the Hornets have a first and ten 
at the 18-yard line. There it is. All right. Duhar stepping back to pass, looking for a man in the end zone, and it is caught for a touchdown for Alabama. What a catch. A great catch, almost Tyrone Prothrow-like by Josh Davis. Touchdown, Hornets. Duhar is putting on a clinic here inside the Magic City Classic. I mean, it was great coverage, but even the greater catch going into the back of the end zone, you see the play fake underneath, and we just go to the back pylon, and what a terrific catch to hold on to that tight, tight coverage. But, hey, he holds possession all the way through the catch. Touchdown, Alabama State. And Alabama State is starting to build that momentum once again. Now up two touchdowns once again in this game with this extra point that is coming in just a second. Here's the kick, and it goes up, and it is good. With 7.38 left in the second quarter, Alabama State leads 28-14 to thanks to a special team mishap by Alabama A&M. Stick with us. We'll be right back on the ASU Hornets Sports Network. All right, 7.38 left in the second quarter in Match City Classic. It's 28-14. Alabama State leads Alabama A&M. A wacky football game. Alabama State is now up by 14 once again with the kickoff, and it goes to their man, and it's Quintavious Miles, and he is stuffed by the Alabama State Hornets kick coverage team on that one. Kenny, let's tell the people how we got here. Well, I mean, we started off Alabama State. They scored the second play of the football game, a touchdown pass by Duart with a 7-0 lead playing good defense and come back with another run by Duarte. Alabama State goes up 14-0 in the first quarter, and we're thinking, hey, we're off and running, but, hey, it's the classic. Alabama A&M, they come back. Elders with two running touchdowns by Alabama A&M to tie the score up. Then Alabama State returns the favor and scores two touchdowns on their own. The last one, a beautiful touchdown pass to Joshua Davis as the Hornets have a 14-point lead here in the second quarter. All right, everyone, listen at home. And for our village, we'll catch up with that break coming up in just a little moment, everyone. Now it's 7.32 left in the second quarter. ASU up 28-14. to 14, And it's Ballard. He runs out of real estate and just decides to just slide and take the loss on that play. And as a coach, I'm not liking my quarterback slide. I mean, he's a running quarterback first. That's I mean, this kid can run the football, so you can't slide in that situation. Make something happen. If you give me one yard... I'll take a second and nine over a second and 11 any day. Exactly. Now it is second down and just about 11. Ballard with three wide receivers looking to throw that bubble screen, and he's got a man at Kevin McKenzie. He's knocked out of bounds near the 27-yard line, a game of about three yards. Hornets been playing tough physical defense all afternoon, and now we have another third down situation. This would be a big one here. If the Hornets can get the ball back once again and put more points on before the halftime show, it would be a really good thing. Yes, sir. You are definitely right about that one. Defense trying to force another three and out. They've been doing a really good job so far this year. So here it is. McKenzie takes the 
gets the pass, and he breaks a couple of tackles, and he picks up the first down for Alabama A&M. ASU just could not get off the field on that one, even though they had – McKenzie broke two, two tackles on that play. Yeah, yeah, covering Ramsey, the red-shirt freshman. He was out there on the sideline. Hey, like my coach always told me, the best type of tackle is just when you get them down. When you're in the open field, you grab anything. Towels, shoelaces, face masks, whatever you got to do to make the tackle. Hey, give the A&M Bulldogs credit. He was able to shake free and get the first down. Yes, he was. So here we go, A&M now. And, and they – they run into play, hand it off here, and it picks up about three yards on that one. The clock continues to run. It's 6.30 left in the second quarter. ASU up 28-14, to 14, but Alabama A&M moving left to right on your radio dial. They're trying to now pick up the momentum because Alabama State definitely has the momentum in their back pocket. Well, what the, what the Hornets have to be aware of, Alabama A&M, they don't want to give us another chance to score again. So they're going to be conservative. They'll run the football here and there, but they'll take a shot deep with a pass play. All right, here it is. Ballard running the read option. He takes a big hit from Darius Washington, but not before. He picks up the first down and across the midfield strike. That's it, 74 annual Max City Classic logo. So now here it is, first down and 10 for Alabama A&M with six minutes left. They're down by 14. The Hornets trying to hold them back as A&M is moving down the football field in the pistol once again. And he hands off to his man once again. That is Harvey Harris, the Montgomery native from Carver High School. He picks up about a yard on that one to set up second and long. And that's big Andre Wilson, the defensive tackle freshman. He goes, what, 6'1", 300. So that's the type of guy you want stopping those plays as A&M is quick the line of scrimmage once again. Looks like A&M was running a little tempo, but then slowed down. Exactly. And Coach Jenkins called the timeout. He saw that the Hornets weren't completely set on that second down and nine play. A&M tried to go up tempo, so you call a timeout, take the air out the ball so you can get everybody set. That's right. Let's give you some more swag scores, everyone. Mississippi Valley continues to lead Jackson State 16-9. Prairie View leads Arkansas Pine Bluff in the fourth quarter, 47-16. Texas Southern College of Faith, that game was canceled due to excessive flooding in Houston. And at 4 o'clock, which is about in five minutes, Alcorn and Southern will swirl down in Baton Rouge, a rematch of last year's white championship game. Yeah, of course, Alcorn, they have the commanding lead in the East, so a big game for them, especially if Alabama State can get the victory today. They want to keep that lead going. But also, Southern, I mean, they have one loss already. If they get that second loss, then it may not come down to the Bayou Classic them and Grandma. So it's a must-win game for the Jaguars, so that should be a bomb burner. Southern and Alcorn, always a great rivalry in the swag. Of course, and I'm sure they're going to have a, they've got a lot of rain going on down there yeah, as well. That could be a big factor. It could be a big factor, but here we go, everybody. D'Angelo Ballard once again finding Kevin McKenzie out in the flat. Looks like he's got enough for a first down to move the chain for Alabama A&M. Yeah, Drayvon Mitchell was on the coverage. A good throw and catch getting the first down. And I like what Alabama State is doing. Hey, keep everybody in front. You don't give up the big play to Alabama A&M. Let them have to drive down two yards at a time, three yards at a time. Eventually, you'll make a big play to put them in a long passing situation, and you can then take advantage. And I'm in the shotgun once again. McKenzie drops the wide receiver screen, and they're saying it's going to be a incomplete pass. But I'll tell you this, I wish it was not an incomplete pass because Alabama State would be running the other way with Justin Lucas, he'd probably be throwing right now if he's saying touchdown Hornets. Yeah, and the Hornets are doing a good job of being in the right position. I mean, we're doing a good job of identifying the plays that A&M is running and having people in position to make the play. But being in position is just half of it. After that, you have to complete it and get the tackle, get the guy on the ground, and then complete what you're trying to do. All right, Ballard in the pistol formation. Got a little motion going on right again. He hands it off to Harvey Harris. Harris around 
the left side. Courtney Berry's there for the big tackle for Alabama State, and that'll set up a third down and about five yards for Alabama A&M. Yeah, and Courtney Berry, he averages about 12 tackles a game. If I'm counting right, he may be halfway there. I mean, he's leading the swag and tackles. It's a great job of running downhill, inside out, and actually just making the tackle and getting them straight down, no extra yards. So now we have, what, a third and five situation for the Bulldogs? Courtney Berry reminds me a lot of one of the guys who used to play for the Dome Patrol and Sam Mills. Not the biggest guy in the world, but talk about a smart player who always was making plays. But here it is. Ballard, he is sacked by Big Rod Henderson, the Montgomery native from Carver High School. How about the big man coming up with a big sack? And that'll kill Alabama A&M's momentum going on to this fourth down. And that's what you need. I mean, he just won on his first move. He does the arm over on the center. He gets through with the great penetration. They actually had a receiver open. So from a defensive standpoint, being a linebacker, you love that when a guy can bail you out and get the sack. And now, hey, Desperation time for the Bulldogs if they go for it on 4th and 12 from the 40-yard line. All right, here it is. Ballard stepping back to pass. Now it looks like he's going to run, and now he's running out of real estate. Slip somehow picks up his picks up his feet and just throws it off, and it falls incomplete. If this play stands, it'll be first down Alabama State, but I do see a marker on the far side of the field. Coach Brian Jenkins is standing right there in front of that marker. Well, that's, that's his best friend, the same the same. Same referee that gave him the 15-yard interference play is also has another one down. So we'll see who is it who is it against. And the penalty is holding on Alabama A&M. So Alabama State will take over with the ball on the 42-yard line. We've got 3:49 left in this game. ASU is up by two touchdowns, and they're looking to probably punch it in for three touchdowns before this halftime rolls along. I mean, it'll be big if the Hornets can put another score on the board before the half. I mean, to go up 21-0, and, and like I said, it's just a matter of time when the rain comes. I think everyone now is, is sticking around to make sure they get in the halftime show, but a hard rain in the second half with a 21-point lead will really be a big advantage for the Hornets. All right, here it is. Daniel Duhart, he gets hit on the throw. However, he gets the throw off, but it falls incomplete on that one. Josh Davis was the intended receiver. He got a hand on it, but he just couldn't make a play. Yeah, Duhart took a shot at the end of that play, and he's throwing with a lot of confidence. He's really working that back shoulder throw, which is so hard for the defenders to stop. They have good coverage, but if they can't see the football, you can put it in a position where they can still make a play. Duhart throwing with a lot of confidence. And Daniel Duhart is definitely making his case to be the classic MVP for the second time in his career. He's got four total touchdowns in the first quarter. Duhart stepping back to pass, throwing the swing pass out there, and Alabama A&M is all over that one. It'll actually be a one-yard loss setting up a third down for Alabama State. Yeah, and I'm looking at the big offensive line coach for Alabama State. He wanted us to get that block. If that big offensive tackle would get that one block, you know, we had something on that play. That was big Prince Pearson. Getting this guy, hey, man, get out there and make that block. You had a one-on-one. That could have been a big play. But now we're sitting at third and 11 from the 41-yard line. And Coach Pearson is a guy that's always full of energy. You should see how Pearson and DeMarco McNeil always go back and forth at each other during practice. Now there's another flag on the play. And we got to get these stats on how many times Livingston has made an appearance today already. So here it is, referee Trentis Livingston with the call. Well, see, if this is offsides on the defense, we had the free play, and I don't know why they would have stopped, well, they stopped it. They didn't it. have anybody exactly. going free towards the quarterback. So, I 
I mean, I would think it would be against Alabama State, but, yeah, it's like you said, it's been a wacky game so far. We'll see what's the call. It's been a wacky game. It looks like the rain is cleared up for now, which is really, really good. But one thing I'll... And, see, and I don't like that. I, I love the result because it's offsides against Alabama State. But we should have had a free play on I don't that think one. they made contact. Now, if they actually made contact with the offensive lineman, they'll kill the play, but they just flinched. So at that point, hey, we're in a passing situation. Give us a free play, you know? Exactly. At halftime, we'll replay a portion of Thursday's interview with Coach Richie Bean. The latest Hornets won their fifth straight SWAT cross-country title. The men finished third. And also, Peeler Hulahan will go one-on-one ASU tennis. The ASU men's tennis coach who won their first SWAT title this past spring. Now with third down for the Hornets here, trying to score another touchdown before the break. And Duhart's pass falls incomplete. He was looking for Khalid Thomas in the flat. He, if he makes that catch, he only has one man to beat to get to the first down. Yeah, and that's what Khalid was telling him. Hey, man, pick it up. He threw it a little low and he couldn't handle it. So now it's a fourth down punting situation. And unfortunately, the Hornets couldn't run more time off the clock. So Alabama A&M will have two minutes and 52 seconds and two timeouts in order to try to make something happen before the end of the first half of this Magic City class. Rashad Anderson sitting back deep for Alabama A&M. He had the big punt return early, and he dropped the punt. There's still a scramble for the ball, and Alabama A&M somehow, some way, is able to pick up the ball after it was scooting out at least twice on the plate. That will make it first down to 10 for them. 2.40 left in the second quarter, 28-14 to 14, Alabama A&M. You're listening to the ASU Hornets. Works that work. Celebrated Bowl, the Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference, and the Southwestern Athletic Conference will meet in the newly created Celebration Bowl postseason game. Come with this history as these two HBCU conferences collide at the Georgia Dome in Atlanta on an ESPN network. For more information on the Celebration Bowl, visit SWAC.org or ESPNEvent.com. Welcome back to the Magic City Classic. 240 left in the 
second quarter, ASU up by 14 over Alabama A&M. And A&M, they are deep inside of the territory. D'Angelo Ballard calling his own number. Picks up a couple of blocks. He's across the 20. Across the 30, he's got a first down and a big a big game gets them out of the shadow of their end zone. And Alabama State, you have to recognize the type of quarterback you're playing with. They're going to try to score a touchdown, of course, but at the same time, they're going to be somewhat conservative in their approach. So you have to expect the quarterback draws, the screens, the wide receiver screens, and those type of things, and not just buy into, hey, it's two-minute drill, let me jump way right back deep and try to play the pass. Here Ballard is again rolling out, looking for a man, and then decides just to throw it away. Great pressure coming from the Alabama State defensive line, especially Antonio Humphrey. And I think that's a mistake by Ballard because with an incomplete pass, you still have two minutes and 18 seconds. So now you have a second and ten. If they don't get this first down, the Hornets will have more than enough time to get a two-minute drill. And I'm sure Coach Beatty would have liked him to run that football and then get one or two yards staying bounds. You still want to keep the clock moving because worst-case scenario, if, if you're Alabama A&M, you don't want the Hornets to get another possession before the half end. All right, here it is, second down once again. Ballard rolling back to pass, tries to throw it one way, but then his man was defended, so he just throws it into the dirt where Kevin McKenzie was in the area. But that will be a now third down for Alabama A&M. And just like you said, probably want to either fall down on it or just keep the clock running. Well, what they were trying to do, they were trying to run a tight end throwback screen. That was a great play by Darius Washington, who's already had a sack, a tackle for loss. But he was the only guy over there with the tight end. If he goes to try to save the quarterback, that'll be an easy touchdown. So he kind of disrupted that whole play. All right, so here it is. Ballard once again throwing, and it falls incomplete. Alabama State will get the ball back around a little under two minutes. Great defensive stand by the Hornets. Yeah, and that's what you don't want. You have three incomplete passes. You run off ten seconds. So now you have to come back and play two-minute football again. And I can tell you, I mean, that's one of the plays that I was in when my good guy, Buddy Ryan, punched Kevin Gilbride when I was playing with the with the Houston Oilers <laughs> because he kept throwing incomplete passes at the end of the game and the defense had to keep coming on the field and playing two-minute defense against a good offense. All right, Alabama A&M on to fun. ASU bringing just a little pressure. Khalid Thomas standing around the 30-yard line, backs up to about the 25. He makes the catch, and he'll be tackled around the 28-yard line. Alabama State's going to have his first down and 10. A minute 55 left, 28-14. to 14. Alabama State lead. Let's go ahead and tell you about the swag scores. Jackson State scores 17 points in the fourth quarter to come back and beat Mississippi Valley 26 to 16 in Comedy Bowl 2. Tied at 1 and 1 at this point. It is. And late in the fourth quarter, Prairie View has a commanding lead on Arkansas Pine Bluff 54 to 29. Southern Allcorn just kicking off a few minutes ago out there in Baton Rouge. But here at the Max City Classic, Alabama State leads. 28 to 14, a minute 55 left. Daniel Duhart already having four total touchdowns and probably looking to lead his team to another score. And they hand it off to Lee Thomas, and Thomas picks up the first down right around the 40-yard line. They'll move the chains and stop the clock. And always good with that two-minute drill. You start off that first play with a draw screen. If you have some success, then you go into your full-fledged two-minute drill where you can pass the football. Good job by the Hornets moving to get that first down. Here we go. Duhart with four wide receivers. Lee Thomas in the backfield, and Duhart. He had a man as Josh Davis wide open. but That, he, that was slip, Coach. That was slip. Yeah, that was a clear first down. He had a guy just running the curl route. He sat down, and Duhart just kind of winged it inside on the right by him. So, hey, he'll get another chance at that as we line up for a second and ten with a minute 38 left in the half. Hardest moving from right to left on your radio dial. Duhart stepping back to pass. He's under pressure, and he tries to get away, but he'll be sacked for a half-yard loss. 
And as you can hear, the wind is starting to howl inside of Legion Field here in Birmingham, Alabama, for the 74th edition of the Magic City Classic. A minute 22 left in the game. Excuse me, a minute 22 left in the half. ASU up by two touchdowns. Yeah, and Alabama A&M, they brought pressure that time. They're tired of seeing Duar just sit back there and complete passes. So we'll see if the Bulldogs elect to bring additional pressure or they sit back and play coverage on this third and ten. Here it is, Duar, once again. With time, and he overthrows his man, so looks like ASU will be forced to punt with a minute left in the second quarter. Yeah, a couple of possessions going back and forth, and I tell you, either offense could get anything going. I mean, not only are they unable to get points on the board, but they're also for making their defense come back on there and play some more two-minute football. So here we have to get a good punt, a good coverage, and the Hornets have to still defend because of a minute, there's still a minute left in the second quarter. Rashad Anderson is stepping back deep for Alabama A&M from Purple Fences punt, and it looks like we've got a timeout. Alabama State Coach Dickens will talk it over with his football team. So it's a good time to actually show about it because at this point in time, Alabama and them had 10 guys on the line. It looks like they were going to bring in some pressure. And you don't want to have a block punt in the situation on your side of the field. That could be on the middle swing if Alabama and them would score going into the break. Yeah, you can't bring those timeouts into the second half anyway. So okay. if you have any doubt, let's go on and use them, get this thing lined up correctly. We've been doing a lot of those rugby-style punts, and it's the returner from Alabama and them has done a pretty good job. Well, he's doing – He's staying back, and he's catching on the line drive. And it always scares me when you have a line drive punt because the coverage doesn't have a chance to get down and get in position. So Devontae Simon, the cornerback for the Bulldogs, is back again in, uh, for the punt formation. All right, Trevor Vincent, once again, with a great rugby-style punt. It'll, it up the sideline. It does. It'll go out of bounds around the 16-and-a-half-yard line. So with 52 seconds left in the second quarter, Alabama State still leads. 28-14, to 14. if you're just joining us, Daniel Duhart putting on a clinic. Four total touchdowns for the Hornets in this first half. The Hornets have had two different 14-point leads. This is their second one. So they jumped out 14, and then responded with 14, then they got two more touchdowns from Duhart. Of course, the most important one is the end of the game. But I'm going to tell you, Mo, this has always been my favorite part of the game as a player because all of the fans are coming out, they're warming up. You can see the excitement that you're gearing up for this halftime show. But unfortunately, when you're a football player, you get to see all of that, and the coach brings you into the locker room, and you miss it all. And it's like, man, what just happens? Then you come back out in the third quarter, and everybody's still standing and cheering and excited. And you're like, man, I bet that was a great show. But, yeah, you're here to play the football game. And, and so as a fan now, I can really sit back and look forward to it and enjoy the halftime show. Man, look, I totally agree. I know where you're coming from on that one. Ballard now, he is pressure, but he gets his pass off and his man, that's Darius Williams, takes up the first down. But there was a lot of pressure coming on Ballard. I don't know how he got out of that situation because it looked like ASU had him 3-1. to one. When the Hornets just need to play safe, safety, don't give them any deep plays because you only have 33 seconds of counting left in the half. Here we go, Ballard once again getting out to his man. And he, uh, he stays in bounds. Yeah, he does stay in bounds, which is actually good for Alabama State. Keep that clock running, everyone. Bad decision by Jaquan. Jaquan Davis actually not to get out of bounds for Alabama A&M if they're trying to get a score before the halftime break. And it looks like now Davis is down on the field, laying down on his back, and the trainers are going to run out to him in just a second. 13 seconds left in the half, everyone. There's Quint looking at the replay right now. He just was, looks like he got rolled up. Maybe got his leg got caught up under a couple of hornets during the tackle. Oh, it looks like Coach Dickens kind of got it in there after that. Hey, 
yeah. Coach Dinkins is always geared up and ready to go. You have to love the enthusiasm. I think that that filters down to the team. But in that situation, the young man was trying to stay in bounds. The smart play would have been to get out of bounds and stop the clock, but it benefits the Hornets. Hopefully he is okay. But now with 13 seconds left in the half, you can just play really deep defense, let him catch anything underneath, just tackle him and get out of here with a 14-point lead. So we'll see if the Bulldogs elect to still try to attack or if they just take a knee and end the half. All right, the injured guy is Doc Wynn Davis, a racer sophomore wide receiver, five foot seven from Garland, Texas, for Alabama A and M. At the break, actually, we'll be right back on the ASU Morning. No, actually, let me tell you about what's coming up at halftime, everyone. At halftime, we will hear the interview with Coach Richard Dean that aired on the ASU Morning Coaching Show on Thursday. Coach Dean, of course, just said his ladies wanted to play fifth straight black ball touchdown out of the Mississippi third and Eddie. This is amazing. He has won four straight three feet. Three feet. Next, I mean, four country, indoor and outdoor track. He's done it four straight years now. We'll hear from Coach Bean and also Peter Luhan will go one-on-one with Ed Kittens. So that's coming up at the half. Man, what about Coach Bean? Four straight three feet. Well, man, I love it. When they come out to Houston, it's always Texas and relays. Now, I'm out there with my Alabama State gear on. It's good to see your school representing out there and it's a great city in Houston doing good things in the swag. And not just swag, but also, I mean, those girls, guys, they go to the national level and they compete against the Ohio State, the Texas, the Harvard, all of those big schools, the Stanford, and they really hold their own. So it's a tribute to them, that whole track program. But, hey, also keep in mind, Alabama State does have the, are the defending commissioner sub champion, which is given to the university that has the most championships in different sports. So the whole athletic department is doing an exceptional job, not just the football team and the basketball team. So we encourage the ASU fans to go out and cheer all the sports, soccer teams, bowling activities, whatever you see at Alabama State, go out and cheer on all of our students. And for all your latest news on the Hornets Athletics, check out the brand new Alabama State Sports.com. And usually is on Eddie Robinson's phone, and he's always looking at what the Hornets are doing each and every hour. Now we've got 13 seconds left in the sec- in the first half. Daniel Ballard rolling out once again, and he had his man. However, a great play by the ASU Hornets as the Legion Field crowd is doing the wave and it's going all the way around for at least the fourth time. So, so I don't know, Mo, are they doing the wave or are they trying to stay warm? Because it's kind of <laughs> chilly. I think they're jumping up and down trying to stay warm, personally. And it just so happens it happens to go in a pattern it's, it's, of the wave. synchronized, you know? <laughs> I don't know one of the other, but whatever it is. Right now we're facing a third down and one Alabama A&M on the 37-yard line. With Baylor calling his own number. He's going to call the draw. This will be the last play of the first half, and he decides just to fall down. So we're rolling to halftime, everyone. At the break, Alabama State leads 28-14 to at the Magic City Classic, the 74th edition. Daniel Duhart has accounted for four touchdowns, three in the air, one on the ground, and the Hornets have been playing good, especially with the traditional look of wearing the black jerseys and the gold Hands. Coming up at halftime, everyone will hear from Coach Bean and his track coach as well. Don't forget all the latest on Hornets Athletic. Check out them at statesports.com. It's 28-14 at the break. Stick with them right back on the A's Morning Sports Network.
American Lube Fast is proud to partner with Hornet Athletics. American Lube Fast is dedicated to protecting your car and your family. We are a preventive maintenance car care center, performing a 21-point vehicle inspection with every oil change. Ask for the Hornet Pride promotion and get a discount on your vehicle service while supporting Hornet Athletics. American Lube Fast, support the team that supports your Hornets. The swarming, singing, full effect. Get your tickets at ASU Football by calling 334-229-4551. Single-game tickets start at only $10 online. That's right, only $10 online at BamaStateSports.com slash tickets. The Hornets return home to ASU Stadium Saturday, November 14th in the Faith and Freedom Game versus Prairie View. And Saturday, November 21st for Homecoming versus Miles. Get your tickets now! Welcome back to Hornets Halftime, presented by American Lou Fast. The year of championships continues for ASU women's track. Already in calendar year 2015, the program won its seventh straight SWAC indoor championship and its sixth straight SWAC outdoor championship, which was highlighted by the 4x400-meter relay team earning second-team All-America status. Last Saturday, the cross-country team won its fifth straight SWAC title. This past Thursday, head track coach Richie Bean joined Mo Carter on the ASU Swarmish State Football Show to discuss the latest championship for the program. Your team was able to claim another SWAC championship on the women's side. That makes it five straight SWAC championships. My question is, how are you guys doing it? Well, it takes one. It takes one. Yeah, yeah. 
Now, here's another thing, too. You had four straight three-peats. What do you mean by three-peats, everybody? I know you're wondering. Well, here it is. That means that your teams have won the all-country title, the indoor title, and the outdoor title in four straight years. So, truly, your athletes are really, really working all year round to try to keep their championship status. Yeah, we work a lot. Uh, it, it starts with me Alabama, we didn't see that finish again this year. 
definitely looking forward to seeing what you guys will be doing coming up with that one. And, of course, indoor track right around the corner as well. We're probably starting off late November, early December. Yeah, we'll be starting up uh, early, early Gail Fund. As you know, Devon Gale is a young man 
that participated in football at Southern University. Unfortunately, he had a tragic injury. So come on, Horner family. Opportunity is here. Opportunity is now. Support the phone. Nearly a century ago, six academic institutions joined each other in Houston, Texas to form a sturdy, spirited association. Since that time, they've developed to become one of the leading collegiate athletic associations in the world, the Southwestern Athletic Conference. From the southeastern region of the United States and Alabama to the second largest state in the country in Texas, the parishes of Louisiana, through the Mississippi River, and the natural state of Arkansas, Students from all over the world demonstrate the ability to perform, achieve, and excel in scholastic activities. Be a part of history. Be a part of the SWAC experience. Stand and be counted among the best in academics, athletics, music, stewardship. Create your world of contacts and friendships that last a lifetime. We are proud of our past and value our tradition. We will always carry a spirit of respect and competition. We are the Southwestern Athletic Conference. Honor the heritage. Welcome back to the American Moon Fast Hornet Halftime Report of tonight's game versus Alabama A&M. I'm Peter Houlihan, and I'm here to chat with reigning SWAC Men's Tennis Coach of the Year. I'm talking, of course, about Alabama State Tennis Coach Anuk Christians. Coach, good to have you. We're going to discuss some tennis today and the ASU programs. We'll start with the men's team, who finished with a school-best 12 wins last season and hit their stride down the stretch by winning 10 of their final 11 matchups to win the program's first SWAC championship and qualify for the NCAA regional tournament. So, Coach, we're wondering why was this so special for you and your team? Thanks, Peter. Um, first, uh, it was uh, the first in uh, the program's history at our university. In many ways, we were and uh, uh, we are a startup program. So, um, you know, most of the guys we got here, they they were freshmen and now they're supposed to be seniors and uh, they saw they saw some success in all the hard work and uh, it was a great way for them to finish the season and this is what all teams look for to try to get into NCAA and do well so uh, it was very very good and it also is good because now when we start the season it's something that they can uh, they can really look forward to uh, trying to have and repeat the past year's success. Was there a moment in the season where you felt like the light bulb had turned on with the players? And, and there was there a moment where it changed for you? You thought this could be a championship? Uh, not, not, not really. I tried in the season to play strong teams. 
most of the teams we, we play now are all very well established teams that have got uh, a fairly rich tennis heritage. And so um, I just knew that all we had to do was I knew we had the talent and um, we, we worked them hard and just want them to make improvements every day in, in their practice and, and, and moving into matches. And uh, so uh, at the end of the day, you know, I always told them to give 100% and the results will follow one day. Uh, the SU women's team had a similar uh, run through the season. They started 1-5 and five, and then they turned it around by winning 9 of their next 14, ended up advancing around in the SWAC tournament. What was the key with the girls? Uh, well, the girls are also in the same situation as the guys. They, uh, the unfortunate thing was we had some injuries that hurt us early in the season, and we didn't have quite the depth to finish strong. But uh, they are also very, well, very determined, and they all want to do well. And uh, that's uh, it's unfortunate that we, we couldn't also win one for the girls, but I think that it's, it's very close for them. You want to talk about how united both of your teams were, both on the mat. Was there something in particular, uh, technique-wise, uh, maybe serving or turn game that you saw as a big improvement as the year before? Uh, well, in terms of the girls, I think that, uh, again, the injuries were a thing that hurt us a lot. And, uh, again, not in the depth. Uh, uh, hurt us a little bit, not having the depth, uh, actually from uh, the bottom of the lineup, and uh, that that was that uh, that was that was that was a negative part of that. But uh, we also lacked, uh, I would say, the experience. This year, you know, we we had a, a, a new girl with who uh, plays with, uh, with confidence, and I think she will help us a lot. Of uh, the eight players from last year's roster, only one was a senior. So, what improvements do you perceive for this year's ladies? Um, I think a little more depth will help us, and uh, more experience. Hopefully, we have a, a healthy year, Peter. And if you can do that, I think it will be a good season for them. Yeah, definitely exciting time for us. kind of coming off the championship on the men's side. And Women taking that next step forward, getting closer to that, that title as well. So we'll be looking forward to seeing how the tennis teams do this year. This concludes our American Blue Fast Hornet halftime report. Second half kickoff up next here on the ASU Hornet Sports Network. Hornet Athletics and American Blue Fast are proud to announce the Hornet Pride Rewards Program. Visit any of our 55 locations and say Hornet Pride. You'll receive a 10% discount on every visit, and American Lou Fast will make a contribution to Hornet Athletics. American Lou Fast, support the team that supports your Hornets.
28-14, Alabama State leads Alabama A&M here at halftime of the second quarter edition of the Magic City Classic. And anyway, when I take a look at these stats, one thing that stands out to me is the play of Daniel Newhart. Newhart, two passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns, and making an early pick to possibly be the MVP, which would be his second in his career as an A&M Hornet quarterback. Yeah, Newhart is also a great start. Of course, he had that big play on the first play of the game, and he came back with the rushing touchdown and has just been very accurate all day long and made some very good decisions running the football. I mean, he's more of a pure passer, but he can also beat you with the legs as evidenced by those two rushing touchdowns. Now, one thing that's definitely standing out to me, though, when I look at the rest of these stats, is the fact that Alabama State is only 2 for 7 on third down conversion. But on another note, Alabama A&M is only 3 for 9 on third down conversion. And we had talked about how Alabama State was going to have to get off the field on third down. And the defense has done that, including a bunch of three and outs at the beginning of the game. Yeah, I mean, the Alabama State defense has been extremely effective. Of course, the first three times they came out here with three straight three and outs, that's just a great way to start a football game and set up the momentum. A couple times they've had short field because of a punt return, but all in all, the defense has played some very good football. A&M is somewhat handicapped in the passing department, so you know there's a team that's going to focus on the running game. So you have to step up and have a physical second half and not let them get back into the football game with this opening drive. All right, and we're just moments away from the second half kicking. There it is, Octavius Miles and Brandon Eldenmeyer sitting back waiting for the kick. It'll be Miles. He takes it out of the end zone. He's at the 20, and he's met by a host of Hornets. He'll get first. He'll get forward progress around the 20-yard line, but those Hornets put them all the way back to the 14. So, now, of course, everyone – Another great halftime show with Alabama A&M and Alabama State. Dr. O making sure that the people are going to love what they get, including the honeybees. If you ain't 280, you ain't a lady. <laughs> honeybees putting on a great performance here at halftime as well. And, of course, it's always great to see these fans go back and forth, including the mighty marching hornets. Now, Alabama A&M coming out in the second half. 1454, D'Angelo Ballard in the backfield. He hands off to his running back, that is Ed Meyer, and he is met by a host of Hornets once again, led by Antonio Humphrey on that one. He picks up maybe about two yards on that game. Yeah, this is going to be a game in the second half, I'm pretty sure, like a continuation in the first half. If it stays within a two-touchdown range, I mean, the big guys, Anthony Lanier, Avery Giles, all those big guys for Alabama State, they have to step up and make some plays defensively on that D-line. Second down and eight, and Ballard. He is going deep. He's looking for a man, and it is oh, almost caught by his man down the field. That is Darius Williams almost coming up with the catch, but great play there by the Hornets' defense, including the defender, which is Theron Presley on that coverage. Yeah, now we have a third and eight situation. Alabama State definitely favors him. I would like for us to try to – Keep the quarterback in the pocket. A couple of times he's doing his design rollouts, and you can tell that they want to give him that run-pass option. So if we can pull him up and contain him, it'll make it a lot easier for the guys on the back end in coverage. Alabama A&M with a strip set and in the pistol set. Ballard stepping back to pass, looking for a man. It is almost intercepted by the Hornets. Oh, man, you literally got to say we're going to be kicking ourselves with that one. Bradley Street had it in his hands, in his chest, and he dropped it. We're probably saying if he caught it, touchdown on his by now. One good thing, though, ASU will get off the field after another three and out. Yeah, well, that's why Bradley plays defense. <laughs> he play offense, he's a wide receiver. But a good job by the Hornets. He was standing right in that passing lane, and, and now it's forced another punting situation. Khalid Thomas waiting back around the 40-yard line. He says, get away, calling that beat-a-beat-a call. And it takes a Hornets bounce in this one. It'll be down near the 
50, excuse me, yeah, right around midfield, around the 51-yard line. So, as you have great position moving from right to left on your radio dial, we're about a minute into the third quarter. Alabama State leads 28-14. to 14. If you're just joining us, Daniel Duhart putting on a clinic. Two touchdowns on the ground, two touchdowns in the air, making the case to become the MVP, which will be his second one. He picked it up two years ago as well. So the Hornets coming out now. We're wondering, will they go with Temple or will they kind of be just more slow and steady? We'll find out in just a second as Duhart has tripped up to the top. Actually, it's an empty backfield set. We've seen this several times. Khalid Time is coming around in the motion. Duhart now stepping back to pass, looking for his man, and he's got a man downfield. A great catch near the 20-yard line. That is Ephraim Henderson coming up with the big catch. He was able just to find some space in between the Bulldogs defense. Yeah, and Duhart, I mean, he's just continuing in the third quarter where he left off at the first half, 178 yards passing in the first half, and he throws a strike on the very second play of the game. All right, here's Duhart. Once again, his ball is batted away by Alabama A&M. Anthony Lanier on that one. Of course, Lanier was close enough to almost pick it if he was a little bit more athletic in that situation. But good situation now for Alabama State. It's now second down and 10. Of course, they're making their several different substitutions coming on to the field right now. Looks like the Hornets will have tripped up to the top side. Khalid Thomas single back in the backfield and a single wide receiver down to the bottom. And here it is, Duhart hands it off to his man, Khalid Thomas. Khalid Thomas picks up a game about four yards. It'll be about third and five or six coming up for the Hornets. But they're inside the red zone, so looking forward to punching this thing in. Yeah, you have to like this offensive explosion that the Hornets have today. You have Alex Anderson, Khalid Thomas, both of the running backs doing a lot on the ground, but then Duhart is really the guy that's really stirring the coffee today. When you have a guy that can throw the ball down the field as accurate as he can and still be effective in the running game. He's not going to, you know, not Walter Payton coming back, but he's still effective. It's a big third down right here. Yes, it is. Third down. And Caught it Duhart, twice. Yes, he did. Demario Bell, he is near the goal. Oh, they're saying he'll be out down at the one, but a great catch by Demario Bell. He literally concentrated on it, tipped it to himself, and picks up the first down to be first and goal for Alabama State. Of course, Demario Bell has been a favorite target of Duhart throughout their career. Yeah, Duhart to Bell, I mean, that's been a big combination. That was the big play on the first play of the game. And so these guys have just been doing it all day long. And now Duhart and the Alabama State Hornets have a first and goal at the one-yard line. Here we go, Duhart once again with the quarterback. He trying to push his way in. No signal just yet. Touchdown, Alabama State. Daniel Duhart with now his fifth touchdown of the game with the quarterback. Once again, it shows that he's been in the weight room doing those leg presses, and he's able to get the score for Alabama State. And now moving him up 34 to 14 in the third quarter, 12-15 left. Yeah, the Hornets are really trying to take the fight out of the A&M Bulldogs today. You start off with a three and out on defense, defensively, then you come right back offensively. You go down the field with a big pass play, and then the one-yard plunge by Duhart take a 20 and possibly a 21-point lead early in the third quarter of the Madison class. I had a defensive coordinator in college say take away their will to win, and that's what Alabama State is trying to do right now. It's like we're going to have an official timeout. They may look at this play just to see if Duhart was able to get in. We're looking over at the replay booth with this right next to us. I think it's going to be a situation where, honestly, it's going to be exclusive evidence that we're just going to call the touchdown. Well, I mean, you have such a massive body that the side judge, line judge, the side judge coming from the other side, 
mean, it's almost impossible. Once they get from that one-inch line and guys start pushing and shoving, you almost have to look at where was the ball when you get into the pile because there's no way you can see knee down, ball across the goal line, knee down, ball in front of the goal line. So it's one of those things, whatever they call on the field, slim chance that you get that overturned. All right, everyone, don't forget for your latest news on Florida Athletics. Check out the all BamaStateSports.com. You can also check us out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Now, download our free mobile app, BamaStateSports.com, backslash social media. And also, don't forget, they like making time. In the night, don't forget to set those clock back. One hour before going to bed tonight, but you can sleep. My clock is my phone, so it's going to all back, set back probably just like yours. There you go. And they're saying it is a touchdown, so here comes Alabama State on now for the extra point to try to take a 21-point lead. Referee giving the signal, and there it is. Yes, so it is a touchdown for Alabama State, so they're looking forward to taking a 21-point lead. Here's the kick. It goes up, and it is good. So with 12.50 left in the third quarter, Alabama State has a lead of 35-14 to 14 in a 74th edition of the Magic City Classic. Stick with us. We'll be right back on the ASU Hornet Sports Network. Hornet Athletics and American Lubefast are proud to announce the Hornet Pride Rewards Program. Visit any of our 55 locations and say Hornet Pride. You'll receive a 10% discount on every visit, and American Lubefast will make a contribution to Hornet Athletics. American Lubefast. Support the team that supports your Hornets. We supply over 44,000 square miles of Alabama with electricity every day. We're there no matter what because our state needs it. More importantly, you need it. We're dedicated to keeping your power flowing even in the face of extreme weather or even more extreme federal mandates dedication. That's how we bring power to Alabama. Alabama Power. Always on. Welcome back to the Magic City Class here in Birmingham, Alabama. Mo Gordon along with ASU great Eddie Robinson, and we're witnessing a great display of offense by Alabama State. They lead 35-14 to with 12.50 left 
in the third quarter. ASU is setting up for the kickoff. And, Eddie, of course, the weatherman said it was going to be 50-50. And right now the rain is kind of holding off, even though they said it was going to be around the third quarter. Well, hey, that weatherman is the best job in America. You can be right 50% of the time. You never get fired. You know, they expect you to maybe be right, maybe be wrong. I would love to be the weatherman. But, hey, out here playing football, it looks like it's going to be a nice, cool, brisk, windy evening as the ball is blown out of bounds in that kickoff, and that'll be a penalty against Alabama State. But if the rain holds off, I think everything will be just fine, and the fans won't mind that one bit. Everybody is trying to pull it on the ponchos and taking them back off, but now it seems like it's a pretty dry afternoon. It's just like a little bit of peeking through of the sun or just kind of a shadow of it. So I think we may be okay with the rain. We definitely we may peek on that one. But on another note, I would like to see the Alabama State Hornets continue to rain down the thunder on the Bulldogs. Of course, like you said earlier, take away their bite. And as one of my former defensive coordinators said, take away their will to win. Alabama A&M has the ball first down and 10 on their own 35-yard line. And, and D'Angelo Ballard goes on, hands it off to his man. That is Brandon Eldermeyer, and he is stuffed in the backfield by Big Rod Henderson. Henderson just is a force to be reckoned with today using that big body to get between those bulldog offensive linemen. Yeah, you got to like that. The big red shirt sophomore, he put all oh, 6.348 pounds on him. He's from right there in Montgomery from Carver High School, and you like to see a local guy in the class is playing well. Here it is, Eldemar again, once again, taking the handoff. He'll pick up, pick up about a gain of six, making it third down and five. Once again, we're trying to see if Alabama State can get another three-and-out situation. The defense has been doing a really good job with these three-and-outs against Alabama A&M. It kind of really keeps them grounded, really, when you really think about it. Yeah, an offense can never get into a rhythm or a flow when defensively you keep getting them three-and-out. Here, a big third-down play as he drops back the pass, and he completes that for a first down right around the 50-yard line. Great coverage there by Courtney Berry, but just a better throw and catch by the big tight end getting that first down for the Bulldogs. Kevin McKenzie making the catch for Alabama A&M. That'll give him a first down near the midfield strike. So it's Alabama A&M trying to get now into Hornets territory. Ballard in the pistol once again, hands it off to Eldenmar. He goes around the left side, picks up maybe two, three yards at most, and it'll be about a second or... I mean, be about second and about eight on that play. And the Hornets defensively, yeah, you can't let up. You still have over 11 minutes left in this third quarter. So plenty of time for the Bulldogs to come back. And they showed you before, hey, down 14-0, they had that resilience to come back, tie the game up at 14. So the Bulldogs aren't going to quit. Hornets have to keep playing defense. Andre Wilson checking in now for Alabama State, replacing Henderson. Ballard rolling out, gets pressure, and he is forced to throw that one away. Good pressure by Alabama State. Tavian Gomer on that play, the big six foot four defensive end who yeah. had a lot of big plays out there in that Texas Southern game. Yeah, good job of play recognition. They're trying to run these naked bootlegs and waggles and coming out on the back end. You have one guy that's covering the receiver, another guy that's pulling up the quarterback, and that leads to bad things for the offense. Now we have a third and nine situation for the Hornets right around midfield. Here it is, Ballard in the shotgun with really more of the pistol set. He's looking for a man, trying to throw it out. He's got Meyer in the flats. He slips the tackle, but he cannot slip away from that second tackle. So Ron Ramsey with the tackle, but it looks like Ramsey is also shaking up on the plate, holding his half. So Jake is already out there checking on his man. It'll be a timeout now for an injury-related situation. you got to hope Ramsey is okay after making that play. Yeah, that was just a great job in open field by Ramsey there. Just one-on-one coverage. He held on to the friends to come and help get him down, but he forces a fourth down situation. 
We'll see. A&M may get aggressive here. They're at the 45-yard line of Alabama State, down 21 points with 10 minutes and 53 seconds left in the third quarter. Maybe a time where they decide, hey, we got to throw caution to the wind, put points on the board, and go for it on four-down situations. That's right, and the rain is starting to come down now. I don't know if some some folks are making their way to either they're making it with the next or they're throwing their ponchos back on right now to make the both of those. But at the same time, you're you're leaving out. You're missing out on a good game. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of guys may go home and listen to it in the radio. You get a big lead. Of course, you see both bands perform. I mean, Alabama State did a lot of great things here at halftime. So did the NM Bulldogs. So, hey, a rainy contest, late, tough Saturday. All right, here it is. Alabama A&M has been forced to punt, and they angle it out of bounds. It'll go out of bounds near the 15-yard line. So with 10:41 left in the third quarter, Alabama State leads 35 to 14 over Alabama A&M. They put the we'll right back on the ASU Hornets Sports Network. Honey Big Pam is a proud supporter of Alabama State University and the Montgomery community. Honey Big Pam. Celebrating life one meal at a time. Let Honey Break Ham cater your next event or just stop by and have lunch. Tell them you heard their ad during an ASU broadcast or game and get 15% off your meal. They are located on East South Boulevard, just south of Story Highway. Honey Break Ham, support the team as support your morning. Show your Banner State spirit by supporting Hornet Pride 365, a great giving initiative that supports your ASU student athletes. For more information and to give, visit BanderStateSports.com forward slash Hornet Pride 365. left in the third quarter. Alabama State leads 35 to 14 over Alabama A&M in the 74 Banjo Majesty Classic. It's brought to you by Coca-Cola here at Legion Field in Birmingham. Now, of course, right now the Hornets are going to try to pick up what he left off on the last drive. Daniel Duhart leading him, leading him down the field for another touchdown. He now has five total touchdowns on the evening, and Eddie for the most part, this guy's putting on the clinic, but at the same time, the game ain't over. They're going to try to put up some more points on this board. Oh, yeah, three rushing touchdowns, two passing touchdowns. Great afternoon so far, but, hey, you got a wet football. You're backed up in your own territory. 21-point lead, a little bit over 10 minutes 
left in the third quarter, but the Hornets have to keep playing football. Hey, trust me, I know Coach Jenkins. He's not about to just try to run the clock out. He's trying to put points on the board, and he'll be just as aggressive as he was from that first drive. Let's go on 10 seconds for station identification on the ASU Hornets Sports Network. And we're back here at the Magic City Classic. ASU now facing a third down after a short game by Khalid Thomas on that play. Of course, the Alabama State Hornets, they are coming into this game winners of three of their last four. This is the final stretch of the season. Four games left. If they win four games, once again, it'll be a situation where ASU will have won seven games in another season for at least the fourth or fifth year in a row. So here it is now. Daniel Duhart with five wide receivers steps back to pass. And matter of fact, he's just going to say, hey, I'm going to take it. Try to follow his block. And he picks up a first down for the ASU Hornets. Let's move those chains, Hornets. That's the first down for ASU. Yeah, great job of design quarterback draw. You sit back in the pocket. You got a good job. You have to do a good job of selling it, and he does. He sells out, makes him think it's a pass. The big offensive lineman turn up in front of him, and he's able to get just enough to move those chains and get another first down for the Hornets. Once again, the five wide receiver set. Khalid Thomas takes the hand up on the speed. He slips two tackles, and he's forced out of bounds. He'll pick up maybe a gain of one. There goes that speed sweep again that you were talking about earlier that ASU has been successful on throughout most of the game. Yeah, you can tell A&M is one of the things they probably talked about at halftime because now they're kind of prepared for it. They had four or five guys playing up wide, and then you come with the adjustment. You can fake that and then do a bootleg or a waggle going back the other way. But it's a good job of Alabama State just getting a, a different way to get to the same play so the defense can't recognize right off the bat what you're trying to do. Duarte and Hornets facing a second down and nine. They throw the screen pass, gets to lead time. He spins out of a tackle, then he spins out of bounds after picking up a gain of four. So it'll be third down and about four yards on the play. But he had a good setup. He just he couldn't keep his balance after hitting that spin move along that sideline. Yeah, and the big guys are out there throwing blocks, and that's what you like to see when they can pick off people on those running back and wide receiver screens. Now the Hornets with a third and six from their own 31-yard line. Duhart sticking with his five-wide receiver set. We saw him hit his quarterback keeper on that one. He's going deep down the field looking for DeMario Bell, but it's just out of his reach. That'll force fourth down, and ASU will have to punt the football away. Yeah, and that Duhart to Bell couldn't get that connection that time. Duhart had some pressure. Bulldogs bringing a little bit of pressure from the outside and overthrew Bell just a little. Hornets will be forced to punt. Eight minutes and 37 seconds left. In the third quarter with a 21-point lead, the Hornets are looking good in the 74th Annual Magic City Classic as they try to continue to keep this good winning effort against their in-state rivalry, the Alabama A&M Bulldogs. All right, here the Hornets are coming with the rugby-style point. As a matter of fact, it is a fake. Can he get to the first down mark? It depends on where they spotted that. He may be one yard short, depending on where that – Marker actually is because, of course, they had to drop it just for player safety. So Jenkins standing at a spot that he thinks should be it, but the referee is saying something totally different. And I think that was probably just a decision that you allow the punter to make if you think you can get it with the rugby style kick. And I, I guess he just misjudged his speed compared to the defender's speed. It looked like it was a clear path. I mean, I like what the kid did. He tried to make an attempt at it, but a great job by the Alabama A&M defense reacting to it and stopping them probably about a half yard short 
of getting that first down. Now, of course, you take that chance on that one, but one bad situation about that is that because you don't pick up a first down, Alabama A&M now has first down inside of Hornets territory on the 35-yard line. The defense now is going to have to find a way to keep them out of the end zone. Here it is, Ballard handed off. Throw to back to the quarterback. To, they're looking for. They were looking for Ballard. Then they tried to go across the middle right there. That play just was messed up on all kind of performances. Devon Johnson was the closest receiver that that pass was thrown to in the attention of. Yeah, and that was a good job defensively. They tried to hand it off, and then Ballard tried to go back around at the end, and it was actually a throwback to the quarterback. Great job defensively by the Hornets. Everybody's staying at home playing good, sound football. And a couple of times that A&M has tried bootlegs or waggles and those type of plays, gives the Hornets credit. The defense has been rock solid and in the correct position. Yes, they have here. All right, here it is. So A&M, once again, with the ball on second down, they hand it off to the running back, Harvey Harris, the Montgomery native, and he goes nowhere thanks to that ASU defense line. That'll force third down and 10, a very crucial third down and 10 as the Hornets try to get off the football field. Yeah, Darius Washington coming up from that outside linebacker position once again. He's been playing quite a ball game here, making some plays in the running game and also against the pass. And him and Courtney Berry looking pretty solid on this third down. All right, Ballard stepping back to pass, throws it, and he's got a man, and he's got some real estate. He's into the end zone for a touchdown of Darius Williams with the 35-yard score. He literally caught it in between a cover two coverage of the Hornets and just found his way to the end zone between those safeties. Yeah. Good job by Ballard. I mean, you have one guy that just fits into the zone. He steps up, throws the strike, and he's able to outrun everybody into the end zone. And so That's why you have to coach the entire game, and I'm sure Coach Jenkins is going to say, hey, guys, let's get this thing going. The game is not over. You still have, what, seven minutes and 43 seconds left in the third quarter. Plenty of time and a lot of football to go. Yes, sir. All right, the kick is up, and it is no good. So, with 7.43 left in the third quarter, Alabama State leads 35-20 over Alabama A&M. Stick with us. You're listening to the ASU Hornets Sports Network. I go where my work takes me, and that's all over because I contract out for IT. When my dad came home from being away, he brought me back. I bring my son, Ted. But dad could never stay connected like that or help out like I can with our day-to-day finance. Even deposit money right now when you need I love free technology works. Help close gaps in here and home. Regions Mobile Deposit lets you choose immediate funds access and get through options when you need them. That's smart. Five days of nonstop action in the Lone Star State takes place March 8th through the 12th when the 2016 Toyota Swag Basketball Tournament returns to Houston, Texas. Fans can engage in all events at the Toyota Center with concerts and parties happening live all week long. Catch all the men's and women's action and see how history will be made. The 2016 Toyota Swag Basketball Tournament, March 8th through 12th in Houston, Texas at the Toyota Center. Visit SWAC.org for the latest updates.
43 and up in the third quarter. Alabama State leads Alabama A&M 35 to 40 in the 74 position of the Magic City Classic. Here at Lucian Field in Birmingham, Bocard along with ASU great Eddie Robinson. And Eddie, one thing we know with Alabama A&M, two of their three touchdowns have come on short fields thanks to special teams. A great punt return by them early on and then a fake punt that didn't go in Alabama State's way. And that led to another a If you're Alabama State right now, you have to expect maybe onside kick or something like that because A&M hasn't done a lot offensively. Yeah, actually, it's a kind of a boost kick. Sky kick and goes to Robert Richard. Richard, he's across the third, near the 30-yard line. He'll be taken down. One thing I'm looking over at the ASU sideline, there was a big offensive huddle over there. And Coach Dinkins, even though he's probably the smallest man in stature in that group, he was going off, so apparently he had some really interesting words to tell his Hornets football players before they come out on the Well, you know, it's just human nature. In football games, it happens within the football game. It happens throughout the season. It's just human nature where you kind of take your foot off the gas. You go, oh, man, we got this. Oh, we're doing pretty good. Hey, we're okay. And you're never okay until the game is over, until the season is ended. You have to keep playing hard every play, and I'm sure that's the speech. Like, hey, this football game is not over. 14-point lead, let's go win the football game. Yes, it is. Five wide receivers, and Khalid Thomas takes the handoff on the speed sweep. He'll pick up a game of about six yards on that one, making it second down and four for Alabama State. On that five, now, of course, on that speed sweep, that's something that's been the bread and butter most of the time for Khalid Thomas picking up most of his yards. It continues to work, so why not keep running? Oh, yeah, you keep running until they stop it. That's football one-on-one. Don't try to outsmart yourself. If they can't stop it, you just keep calling Exactly. Now, of course, the rain continues to come down here at Legion Field. Weatherman did say it was going to be sometime in the third quarter around 5 o'clock. And on this case, he was right as the lead time. Picks up about three yards on this play. It'll set up about third down and one. Of course, Alabama State probably doesn't want to play conservative. But at the same time, too, they're going to pick up the ump in probably just a second or two. But you got to be cautious because now you're dealing with a wet ball on a wet field. Yeah, absolutely. You just want to take control of this football game, get a couple first downs. And this is the sign of a good football team. When you want to run the football, they know you're going to run it, but then you're still able to do it effectively. All right, here it is. Newhart calling his own number on the read option, and he will be tackled for a loss in the backfield by David Reagan of Alabama A&M. Defensive lineman from Miami, Florida. Jackson High School out of Miami, as a matter of fact. And now, of course, they fourth down, and ASU will be forced to punt. And I'm sure they're probably going to punt the ball away on this one. Well, yeah. I mean, last one was one of those situations where, hey, you're the hero if you get that first down. But when you go for it in that situation and it wasn't a call fake and you don't get it, the coach is like, hey, man, punt the ball. All right. So, rugby style punt once again. It takes an ASU bounce, and it'll be down near the 29-yard line. Alabama A&M will take over with 5.58 left in the third quarter here at the Magic City Classic. Now, of course, everyone, there's some other games going on around the track. to tell you about Texas Southern College of Faith. That game was canceled due to bad weather in Houston. Comedy Bowl 2, Jackson State scored 17 four-quarter points to end up winning that game, 26-16 to 16 over Mississippi Valley. Arkansas Pine Bluff, Falls Prairie View, and Open Baton Rouge, Alcorn lead 14 to nothing against Southern University. But I did get word that Gibbs, the quarterback for Alcorn, has been taken out due to injury in that game. So let's get back to the action here now at Legion Field. Alabama A&M handing off the ball to their running back, and that is Brian Bauer, the Montgomery native. He picks up a big game deep inside of Alabama State territory. He just goes off tackle and picks up a big gain on that one. 
Yeah, it keeps bouncing outside. Alabama State has to tighten up. I mean, this is a team that has been run heavy the entire football game. So, hey, make them beat you doing something they don't really want to do. Make them pass the football in the rain, in the wet, in the cold. Do not let them run the football on you consistently. No, not at all. Alabama A&M moving on your radio dial from left to right, and the rain is coming down in their face on this one. And Ballard hands it off to Brower once again, and he goes nowhere. Uh, no gain on that play, so to set up second down and 10. Credit the Alabama State defensive line on that play. And I tell you, the people who are out here now are the diehards and the ones who are smart enough to bring ponchos to the game and listen to the weatherman. <laughs> and so you do see a lot of the fans that went inside the tunnels, but I don't think anyone has really left the stadium. They're just trying to get a vantage point to watch the football game and not get wet at the same time. Exactly. I'm looking at these tunnels as well. These tunnels are back. Um, oh, ball on the ground. On the plate. Let's see who gets it on that one. Of course, like we said, a wet ball, a wet field. Alabama State says they got it. Oh, first turnover goes to the Hornets, and that was a big one on that run. Going up the middle, the ball just bounced out of his hand. Wet football. I don't know if that was Courtney, Courtney Berry. Berry coming up with exactly. play. Of course, we knew we were going to call this name multiple times through the year. He picks up a turnover on this one for not only leading flat tackler, but one of the leaders in FCS football. Hey, right place, right time. We're looking at the big board on the instant replay, and it just bounced out the running back hand. He never really had it. And Courtney Berry just scooped it like a shortstop, came right to him. He's just standing there about to make the tackle. And that's one thing the coaches tell you defensively, Mo. You know it. Hey, just run to the football, be in the position to make the play, and good things usually happen. That is true. Looks like Roderick Henderson had the ball, had his hands on the ball, and then it scoops out from under him. And after that, Courtney Berry was there. And as we're looking on that big, beautiful HD screen, they're showing how heavy the rain is coming down here at Legion Field. But rain is a good thing as long as there's no lightning and we have a stop to play. Well, and we talked about this early in the first quarter, how important it was for Alabama State to get out to a good start, to get a lead because the rain was forecast to come mid-third quarter, fourth quarter, and bam, here it is. So you want to have that 14-point lead, 21-point lead, have a cushion, so then the other team has to play catch-up in the rain, which is always tough to do. All right, first down for Alabama State. They hand it off to big Alex Anderson, and he picks up minimum yards on that one. But at the same time, Alex Anderson blowing the shoulder near the sidelines, and that Alabama A&M football player is coming off the field right now. So apparently he hasn't been in the weight room like Anderson has. <laughs> and this is when that big offensive line for Alabama State, here's where the guys have to earn their money. I mean, you have to go out there and play hard, get these blocks, get the first downs, allow your team to control the game by running the football. Don't let them get in an obvious passing situation, especially in rainy and wet conditions. Alabama State with four wide receivers on the field and a single back in the backfield. Juwan Parks coming around in motion. Duhart looking for his tight end, but it is knocked away by Alabama A&M on that play. Making the play with Devontae Simon, a sophomore cornerback from out of Reform, Alabama, Pickens County, as a matter of fact. So that will force third down and about nine for Alabama State. Yeah, Duhart has been working the big tight ends today. Of course, Brandon Barnes had that long tight end reception and a couple other plays to the tight ends going up the scene. So you always like to see when the big guys are able to get into the passing game. Here you have a third and nine, Alabama State at the 40-yard line. All right, here it is, third down and nine for Alabama State. Too hard looking. He's receiving some pressure, but he throws a dangerous pass, which is caught by his man, DeMario Bell. But DeMario had to come back because he tipped it to himself once again, loses some, loses some original yards, 
So that would end up being fourth down now for Alabama State. Yeah, what a, what a, what a gutsy play. I mean, Duhart is coming. I mean, Duhart is throwing the ball under pressure, big-time pressure. Bell is able to come back to the football, really presented, prevented an interception by Alabama A&M, tips it up and catches it, but still is unable to get the first down. Now, plenty of situation as the Hornets drop back. And oh. Alabama A&M coming with a little pressure, but they are able to get it off, and it goes out of bounds near the 26-yard line. That's where Alabama A&M will start moving left to right on your radio dial. 3.39 left in the third quarter. Alabama State leading 35-20 to 20 in the 74th edition of the Magic City Classic here in Birmingham, Alabama. I'm Mo Card along with ASU great Eddie Robinson. This is the 74th edition of the Classic. Eddie, you played in four of these, including the 50th edition of the Magic City Classic. Yeah, I did play in the 50th, which seems a long time ago, seeing how this is now the 74th, but it tells you, been a lot of close games. One thing about this game, it, it really doesn't matter how big a lead the team gets. I mean, all of the margins of victory are always down to the last play or, you know, two plays or something like that. So I'm expecting Alabama A&M to put up a fight towards the end of this football game. All right, here it is. Ballard looking for a man going deep and actually a great play by Alabama State. So Ron Presley on that play. Actually, Presley played the ball better than what the Alabama A&M receiver did on that one. But there it is. Alabama A&M realizing that they're down by a couple of scores. They're going to start to take some shots down the field, if possible, even though they're throwing into the rain and into the wind. Right. That's exactly what you want. You want a running team that's trying to pass the football in, in, in shaky conditions. That just leads you to make big plays defensively. All right. Here it is. Ballard once again handing off to his man, and he is stuck in the backfield. Stopped by big number 48, Darian Barrett, 6'3", 240, out of Inglewood, California, making the big play, and Adam set a third down and long for Alabama A&M. Yeah, and that's just a great call by the coach. And you know this is a team that likes to run the football. They just had a first down incomplete. You can always put your money on it. It's going to be a second down running play. You sell out with a run blitz. Now you force them into a third and 16, and you'll see if we can't make a big play here defensively against the Bulldogs as they shift to a no-back formation. Yes, they're going to fly a wide receiver like Duhart was doing as well. And there it is going to be an all-go route. And Alabama A&M comes up with a big reception down the field on third and long. That's Devon Johnson, the local native out of Huntsville, J.O. Johnson High School. So Alabama A&M has a first down inside of Hornets territory. Yeah, and that ball hung up in the air so long. I'm just waiting for one of the safeties to come over the top and make a play. They go with an all-seams route. And this just falls right into the receiver's hand, and now it's the first and ten again for the Bulldogs. All right, Johnson taking the handoff on the speed sweep, and he is met in the backfield once again by Courtney Berry, swarming and singing to the ball. Also, cornerback Bradley Street. They stop him for a four-yard loss. Hornets doing a great job, man. A lot of tackles for loss, a lot of plays in the backfield, making a lot of big plays. He did get the one turnover, the fumble recovery by Courtney Berry. Dropped a couple interceptions. I think the Hornets are overdue to catch one. All right, so here it is. We got a flag on the play. Actually, the first penalty of the third quarter. I thought we were actually going to get away with penalties after the first half of penalties. Hey, we'll take that any time, though. So it is now it pushes back Alabama A&M now to about a second, second down and 19. As I continue to look at this video screen and see the rain just come on down, but. I remember playing games in the rain. They were always fun, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's fun if you win it. <laughs> yeah, that, that is true. If you're losing in the rain, is no fun. That is true, too. Here we go. Ballard now calling his own number on 
the QB keeper. He's forced out of bounds, but there's another flag on the play, usually in the area of holding. And then there's another flag that came out on the near side of the field, possibly in the area of a late hit or a personal foul. So our referee is going to have to figure out what's going on. We'll go down to Trenton Livingston in just a second. Could be offsetting penalties as well, depending on what the second play was. Referee's still trying to figure it on out downstairs. And here's the call. So you had a holding on Alabama A&M, and then after the play, unnecessary roughness on Alabama State, which is probably a late hit out of bounds, especially since that hit happened on Alabama A&M sideline. You know Coach Bader and all his players are probably going to be like, hey, that's this, that's this. And they would have the momentum to get the referee to make the call. Yeah, but the hardest, that's something that you just can't have happen. I mean, that would have been like a second and 25 situation if you don't get that late hit out of bounds. So you just have to lay off. You have to be smart. It really becomes a selfish play when you start trying to get those extra hits on guys after the whistle. Remember, one of the touchdowns that A&M scored was set up by a late hit on the quarterback. That is true. All right. Alabama A&M in the set. And D'Angelo Ballard calls his own number once again on the read option. He'll pick up about nine on the play. Gets down to about the 41-yard line, making about second down and one for Alabama A&M. And, Mo, I tell you, I mean, this, this rain here is going to be an all-day, all-night rain. You can tell the skies are dark. is just a consistent drizzle. It may not get any harder, but it definitely isn't going to lighten up. So I think these are the conditions in which we'll have to finish the game then. Yes, sir. We'll have to tell Coach to get cold medicine as well because I don't – he's got long sleeves on, but he doesn't really have anything else going on as well. All right, everyone. Here it is on another play. Harvey Harris taking the handoff. Looks like he picks up enough for the first down. They're moving those chains for Alabama A&M. Yeah, and I think this is a huge drive. He had 50 seconds left in the third quarter with a 15-point lead. Time's counting down. Alabama State scores first. Hey, it's up to 22 points. I think that's ball game. But if A&M scores, it cuts it to eight points. Then it's a whole new ball game as, as the Bulldogs will think that they have a chance to come back and possibly win this football game. Some diehard football fans in the stands and – D'Angelo Ballard going deep once again down the field, looking for a man. He overthrows everybody out of the back of the end zone. As I mentioned, diehard fans are still in the stands. And then when you look in the tunnels, there are still a lot of fans getting a great vantage point from where they're at. So they're not leaving the stadium. They're just taking cover from the drain. Well, one thing you talked about, I mean, at Birmingham Police Field Stadium, they do have a super huge scoreboard, you know, on one end of the field. So if you're standing on that side in the tunnel, you can still get a pretty good view of some of the action, but, hey, definitely somewhat of a damper on the 74th Magic City Classic with all of the rain and the cold, windy weather. It's no damper as long as Alabama State holds on with his victory. Now, Alabama A&M with the ball. D'Angelo Ballard going out to his man. He's got Tevin McKenzie. He shakes the tackler. Then a swarm of Hornets come and knock him out of bounds near the 28-yard line. That'll be a gain of about five or six yards on the play, depending on where he actually got knocked out of bounds at. So, but um, going back to the stuff we were talking about earlier, Eddie, of course, it's always good with the rain, but I remember when you had the rain and you had the mud, too. Yeah. <laughs> the rain and the mud is good. I'm telling you, these Dooku these cats don't know about this rain and mud. They only know about field turf and rain. Well, there's not many grass fields left, which is unfortunate. Exactly, everyone. Now, 
Um, we're going to head through a break right now. Alabama State leads 35 to 20. Stick with us. We'll be right back on ASU Hornet Sports Network. At the start of the fourth, at the start of the fourth quarter, Alabama State leads Alabama and up 35 to 20 at the Magic City Classic, 74 position. I'm so proud along with Asian Great Eddie Robinson, and there's already a penalty here at the beginning of the quarter. And we got to say our main man, Mr. Livingston, down there on the field, he's been getting workouts in. Yeah, well, hey, you can't blame him. It's the players, but he, they definitely called him. And I don't know how many. Illegal procedures and offsides we have, but a big break for the Hornets because now it's a third and 11 for the Bulldogs. Exactly. Daniel Ballard got a man wide open, and he makes a move. That's the Danian Heat, and he gets down inside the 20-yard line. 
I've got to wonder how did he just get so wide open? Yeah, on that, that's definitely a mistaken coverage. That was just a, a trail route. You have two receivers running deep, and one of them continues on, the other one stops, and all of the Hornets went with the deep guy, and nobody settled in on the guy who did the curl route at about eight yards. So a mistake on our part, and Alabama and them was able to take advantage as they have a first and ten at the 19 yards of the Hornets, and the Bulldogs are on the move. All right, D'Angelo Ballard calling the signals in the pistol formation. Wide receiver goes across the thing. He hands it off to Harvey Harris, and Harris is stopped in the backfield by. There goes that man again, Roderick Henderson, the local native from out of Carver High School, big number 94, making plays all day long using that big 300-plus body frame. Yeah, you got to like it when the big boys can make plays in the backfield. I mean, from a linebacker, I just loved it. When I see a big guy up there, making plays in the pass game, in the run game, just taking advantage of it. Hey, it makes my job so much easier in coverage and when you're playing the run. Second down and long for Alabama A&M. Ballard in the backfield, and here comes another penalty. So we'll have another appearance by the great Trennis Livingston, head referee for today's game. And that is a full start on Alabama A&M, so, hey, we'll take it on that one. Of course, it's been real interesting. There's been a lot of full-star plays, I mean, full-star penalties and illegal formations. These things that seem to be elementary. Yeah, at this point in the season, I mean, and it goes on both teams, and I'm sure that's something that Coach Jenkins and Coach Patey will address with their team tomorrow. All right, here we go. Ballard flips the, flips the sack. Now he's going to take off and run before he is knocked out of bounds by Darius Washington. But we had him in the backfield, but he's able just to use his little gypsy move to get out of that situation. Yeah, constant pressure. Whenever you have that quarterback back to you, I have to think that at some point he has that play clock. And good job by Ballard just making the guy miss. But now it's a third and six. Big play here for the Hornets. It may be four down territory for Alabama A&M, so the Hornets need to have a good third down stop. Yes, they definitely do. Hornets are doing really, really well getting off the field on third down. This is a very crucial and important one. Ballard stepping back to pass. Looking for a man, and it is dropped by Jonathan Dorsey. So, good play there by Alabama State as they get ready for a fourth down situation. As you mentioned, is it fourth down territory? Yeah, that was, once again, my man Theron Presley trying to get a little stick route. He was there in coverage. So, now fourth and sixth, you have to think that the Bulldogs will be forced to pass. We'll see if the Hornets bring pressure or have tight coverage. All right, we just got the third quarter stats. Daniel Duhart has 228 passing yards through. The air. Here it is. Fourth down. Ballard rolling around, just looking for a man, and he is almost that. Gets out of it. Still trying to throw the ball, and it's finally knocked away. Great pressure there by Antonio Humphrey, the Montgomery native out of Carver High School. But there is a flag on the plate. So hold up, everybody. Let's see what this penalty is going to be. Could be in the area of a hold on maybe a defensive back. So we'll see what Mr. Livingston has to say in just a second. Also, I see a referee's hat is off. That means a wide receiver did go out of bounds at some point in time and probably did reestablish himself. So the ball will go to Alabama State because it's a personal foul penalty on Alabama A&M. So not only does Alabama State get the ball after a turnover on down, they get 15 yards as well. And looking at really good field position around 
the 37-yard yeah, line. And I don't know if they called that a sack, but it seemed like it was an incomplete pass. But maybe they, they did call it a sack and a fumble out of bounds, which is good for the Hornets and also the penalty. So, hey, the Hornets are once again in business trying to close out this 74th Magic City Classic. All right, here it is, Khalid. Tom is taking the handoff. He picks up a picks up a great picks up a great set of things there. And also, we're looking at it now. It looks like Ellis Richardson has checked into the game now as the quarterback. Yes, he has. So maybe Coach is giving too hard just a little break in this sense. Or maybe it could be a situation because of the skill set that Richardson has for being a runner. We know we want to milk the clock now. We've got about 13 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Milk the clock, and he can still make big plays. And by milking the clock, handing it off, running his run, I mean, running his um. Yeah, Ellis Richardson, yeah, like you're saying, but he's, he's the guy, if you want to run the football, he's just a – a bigger, just a stronger, more downhill. He's almost like another tailback. So it's a great move by Coach Jenkins thinking ahead, looking at the situation and, and how I can be most effective offensively. Richardson goes off and hands it to Khalid Thomas. He doesn't pick up any yardage on that one, so it'll now be about third down and five for Alabama State. And as we as we continue, just to tell you about some flag score from around the way, Alcorn leads Southern 21-7 in the second quarter down to Baton Rouge. Mississippi Valley had an early lead on Jackson State, but Jackson State scored 17 points in the fourth quarter to beat Rick Comagy in the Comagy Bowl on that one. Texas Southern had the game canceled due to weather, and out there with Arkansas Pine Bluff and TV, TV runs away with that game. Right now we're near the 12-minute mark, 35-20, to 20, Alabama State in the lead. Running the read option once again is Ellis Richardson. He will be short of the marker, and it looks like Alabama State will be forced to punt after they three and out. Yeah, unable to get anything going offensively, but the Hornets are able to get a couple more seconds, a couple more minutes off of this clock going into the fourth quarter. I mean, 11 minutes and 50 seconds and counting. The Hornets are going back to punt. Have to be really fishing in the punt game. Everything has to go smoothly. You have a wet football, have to have a good snap, good blocking, good coverage. Give your defense a chance to play on a full-length football field and make the Bulldogs have to drive 70 yards in the rain. Rashad Anderson stepping back in as the punt returner for Alabama. A&M Trevor Vincent coming on for Alabama State to punt, and he will probably have to punt after a timeout by Alabama State. They looked like they were confused on the kick team as they were going out on to the play. We saw it. We saw it. Saw several several guys running out onto the field late, so Alabama State just forced to call the timeout. Coach probably say, "Hey guys, let's calm down just a little bit and kind of get everything straight." So look forward to Alabama State probably putting this ball once again because we saw what happens if you try to fake it on your side of the field. Well, you can't try to fake it when you have you know 12, 15 yards to go, and I think that was the big thing. He just got a little bit more. Uh, thought he had. So he was a little bit faster than what he was. And it looks like he can make it, but, hey, these guys in college are pretty fast. They'll get there in a hurry. So we'll see if we just can't get off a good punt. I mean, the rain is starting to come down a little harder. So this, is, is this is definitely going to be, for the Hornets, I mean, a ball security football game. It's like, hey, let's not blink. Let's not make any mistakes as Trevor Vincent drops back to attempt another punt for the Hornets. Exactly. So here it is, Trevor Vincent now with a punt. He kind of fumbled the snap a little bit, but anyway, to get it off, he kicks it out the way to Anderson. Anderson's going to let it go. It takes the Hornets roll all the way down inside the 10-yard line, looking for where the referee's going to actually mark it out at, and it's going to be down around the 7-yard line. Great punt by Trevor Vincent. 11-16 left in the fourth quarter. Alabama State leads 35-20 to here on the ASU Hornets Sports Network. Dear John, I'm leaving. 
uncontrolled high blood pressure is serious, and I can quit whenever I want. Why can't we get back to when you checked on me? I don't want to leave. But remember, when I quit, you quit. Sincerely, your heart. Listen to your heart. Don't let it quit on you. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get yours to a healthy range today. Find out how at heart.org slash blood pressure. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. Started my Camry. Went to the auction. Won a storage locker. Found an old guitar. Tracked down the CD's owner. Reunited them. It's the jackpot. The bold new Camry. One bold choice leads to another. Toyota. Let's go play. Everyone 
stay tuned for the Hornets post-game show presented by American Lou fans. We'll wrap up today's game and get you set for next week's game at Jackson State. Of course, the Hornet Sports Productions brought to you by American Lou Fast, Honey Bake Ham, McQuick Printing, Metro PCS, Alabama Power, Regions Bank, Coca-Cola, and everyone else supports the team that supports your Hornet. And don't forget to check out the ASU Football's Warm and Sting Football Coaches Show Thursday night on the Alabama Sports, ASU Hornet Sports Network. Now, here it is, Alabama A&M running the ball now, trying to just pick up some kind of momentum. We're at 10 minutes and 30 seconds left. Here at Legion Field, the rain is coming down. They pick up a decent gain instead of third and manageable for the Bulldogs. Yeah, and the Hornets have to just keep playing good assignment football, realizing, that, hey, this is a situation that you have to play good, tough, sound nose football. Everybody do their job. You have to expect the trick plays and think that the Bulldogs will pull out anything being down 15 late into the first, or middle of the fourth quarter. Yes, it is. There it is. Third down and manageable for balance. He throws it out there. He goes off the hands of Tevin McKenzie as well. So that'll force fourth down for Alabama A&M. Oh, that one. McKenzie had it in his hands, but just couldn't hold it in. Yeah, wet football, Bulldogs. Hey, Ballard makes a good throw. Just unable to get it. If he caught it, it would have been enough for the first down. So we'll see now if A&M decides to punt. Looks like they're going to call a timeout to think about it and and, Coach, you don't have timeouts to burn, but that definitely benefits Alabama State if they're going to use timeouts to make a decision on whether or not they should punt or go for it on four downs. We wonder if the rain was going to become a factor, and on a play like that, it definitely did. So, And, of course, remember, Alabama A&M is a more of a run-first type team. They, they run the ball better than what they well, have. The, the Hornets did what they had to do. I mean, they came out and scored on the second play of the game. They took control of this game early on, jumped out to, yeah, sprinted out to a 14-0 lead, uh, you know, Bulldogs, being a good team, responded, came back and tied it up. But to give the Hornets credit, they were able to extend that back to a 28-14 to 14 lead. So we were able to make big plays in the, in the running game and also in the passing game with Duarte. Somewhat inconsistent. Of course, nobody wants to have five and six, you know, illegal motion calls, and that's something that we'll have to clean up. So I don't think we're, we're playing our best football, but, hey, you got to recognize the conditions. And in a big game, nervousness, kids trying to make plays, and, you know, we were, over, we were able to overcome the mistakes and do what we had to do to be in this position, which is a 15-point lead with 10 minutes left in the ball game. All right, Alabama A&M deciding to punch the ball now, thinking that it's not four-down territory. Lee Thomas gets out the way and takes the bulldog roll inside the 30-yard line. Alabama A&M trying to say, oh, Lee touched it, but I don't think that's going to happen on that play. Yeah, not even close. Exactly. And even if they did touch it, if it's a puff, you can't advance it, so it would still be a, a, a recovery at the spot. So. All of that running for extra play and hoping for a touchdown just isn't going to happen. But I do see the referees talking, so we'll see if that ball did actually stick an Alabama State player. And we do have replay, so that's something that they may take a look at. We'll see. Yeah, that's sure right now on the day, on the big board, James Beatty yelling at his guys, just like, hey, just come on out and get out of the mix. Let the referees handle the situation. Alabama State's already got their offense on the field. Coach Dick is like, hey, let's, run, let's get the ball. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think it came very close. It, it, what happened was the ball hit by one of the kick coverage guys' feet, and it took a change in direction. So because the ball changed direction, it was like, hey, did it hit his foot? But in my opinion, I think it was just the way it bounced off the turf and went sideways. I totally agree with you on that one. Everybody, it's 947 left in the fourth quarter, 35-20 Alabama State with the lead in the 74th edition of the Magic City Classic at Historic Legion Field.
Oh, well, it's so much for that. They're saying that the ball did bounce off the Alabama State player and that it bouncing and, and it's going to be Alabama and ms first ball at the 40, at the 30-yard line, meaning they couldn't advance it, but they are able to cover it. And I don't think it touched them, so we'll see if that's something that will be reviewed. Yes, exactly. And I'm sure uh, I'm looking for Coach Jenkins on the sideline. Where is he at? Okay, there he is. He's giving the referee a mouthful right now. So this is probably going to be challenged. Now, I can, I can understand why they would think it happened because the ball definitely did change direction, but I can't tell if it hit him or not. Yeah, it's clo- it is close. Yeah, it's very close. But the ball but the ball looked like it hit maybe like a good six inches in front of his foot. But what happens is the ball hit and it changed directions. It went sideways and it went sideways away from the player. But like you said earlier, if this was one of the old grass fields like you and I played on in the swack, the ball would have hit and sat in the mud. But because it's a turf field, it hit and took a weird bounce and went sideways. So it gave the illusion that it hit off his foot. I honestly think this should be a, a change of the call. This should be first down Hornets, but we'll have to see. And this is why you want to have a league going in these type of situations because stranger things can happen at the end of a ball game. Yes, sir, they definitely can. Of course, Alabama State has been the benefactor of having a bunch of calls either overturned or go in their way with instant replay, playing several games. This season already on ESPNU, and right now the replay boot is right next to us, and they are trying to figure that out as well, one of the main guys. Well, they're calling down, so we'll see, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be first down Hornets, so. And I don't think it was even close. I, I, think, I don't think it was I either. think it was just a, kind of like almost an optical illusion just because of the ball bounced sideways. The, the referees made the call that way. But uh, if, regardless of the way the ball bounces, if you don't see it hit the guy, then you can't make that call. No, you cannot, everyone. And both coaches have their teams huddle up on the side of the field, on their respective sidelines of the field as the fans continue to play with with some very diehard fans here in Kind of Legion Field, of course. Right now, I'd love to know how many fans are actually in the tunnels trying to watch this game, especially the tunnels that are to the left of us, which will be on the left side of your radio dial, looking up at that big video board. And, of course, on this video board, it says, due to the spread of rain, the post-game concert with Jagged Edge will take place on the course light stage in the west side of the stadium on inside of gate number six. So if you're listening to the game locally and you're not in the game, but you might want to check out that concert, then you want to head over to the area that's inside of, the inside of gate number six to hear Jagged Edge maybe sing, meet me at the altar in your white dress, and keys to the reins. And they might even throw wet a party at maybe have. I'm not sure if Nelly's going to be here, but they might just play his play. So it does go in the favor of Alabama State. Of course, like you said, the optical illusion basically happened in that situation. Thank God for replay on that one. Oh, yeah. I mean, just just think if this wasn't an ESPN game and we didn't have replay, you're talking about A&M having the ball first and 10 at the 30-yard line, down 15 with nine minutes and 50 seconds left. So, hey, good job by the guys getting it right in the boot. And now we're here first and 10 with the Hornets, and Duhart is still – uh, not in the game at quarterback. We have Ellis Richardson. Ellis Richardson at quarterback. Stanley Robinson at the running back with four wide receivers. And there that guy goes. It is Ellis Richardson running the read option. He tries to hurdle a man, falls awkwardly on his shoulder, but he gets off 
trying to shake it all off, but in the end, he does pick up nine. Actually, he picks up eight yards to take a second down and two. Yeah, and Ellis Richardson, I mean, he's the red shirt freshman, 6'3", 235 pounds, out of Douglas County High School in Villarica, Georgia. And he's the guy that's more built for this. I mean, he's built for this type of weather. You you combine him with Alex Anderson and Khalid Thomas, you have three guys who can all run. You basically have three tailbacks in the backfield, and so on, all big guys who have speed and strength who can run. And that's very tough on the defense to try to defend. Yes, Richardson is built like a tailback. And look at him right there. He slips a couple of tackles actually in the backfield, picks up some good yards, and Alabama State gets another first down. So let's move those chains, everybody. That's a Hornets first down. Yeah, what they want now is for Ellis Richardson just to be the Iceman. He's just supposed to go ahead and, and put this game into the deep freeze and get a couple first downs, and just ball security, uh, make good decisions. Maybe he'll throw a short pass here or there, but I like the decision to put your strong, big, uh, physical running quarterback in the game who can run because this is definitely a run-the-ball situation, protect the football and run the clock. Yes, sir, it is. Yeah, let's keep that clock running. We're under nine minutes now in the fourth quarter. Alabama State still up 35-20 to 20 in the 74th edition of the Magic City Classic. Richardson now hands it off to his man. That's Stanley Robertson, the Montgomery native. Stanley will pick up maybe about a yard gain. Stanley's actually used to the Birmingham area because he transferred from Stanford. So, so, of course, he's probably been around this game for quite some time. But like we said earlier, positive yards will continue to make things happen for Alabama State. They're now facing second down and nine, but that clock is continuing to tick almost at the eight-minute mark, and Alabama State has a 15-point lead. And right now it's more of that check with me. Let's look to the sideline and let's see when Coach wants to actually run that play. They're winding down the play clock. Play clock now at 10 for Ellis Richardson to even start calling any kind of play calls. Down at five, four, three, two. Alex Anderson behind him in the pistol. Look, Anderson takes the handoff. Anderson is past the 45-yard line near midfield. He'll pick up some good yardage to make it a third and manageable for ASU. This is how you know if you're a good offense or not. I mean, when, when everybody in the stadium, hey, the little old lady, and this is her first football game, she knows, hey, they're probably going to run it. So when everybody knows you're going to run it, your offensive line can still get up there, control the line of scrimmage, make good plays, make good consistent blocks, and run the football, that's how you know that you're a good team. And the Hornets are trying to turn that corner here to say, hey, you know we're going to run it, we know we're going to run it, but we're still going to get a couple first downs on you and run this clock down. Yes, it is. So it comes down to this. Third down and five, about seven minutes left. ASU still up by 15 here at the midfield. Strike Richardson with nobody in the backfield, and he calls his own number. He picks up the first down and more. He passed the 40-yard line near the 35-yard line. Now for the ASU Hornets, they are now in Bulldog territory. Yeah, great job. Just running the quarterback draw. He takes the hesitation, looks left, looks right. The big guys get up in front and block. He's able to make a guy or two miss, and he's able to get the first down. So they're doing the hurry-up offense, but still delaying uh, one before they snap the football. All right, here it is again. It's Richardson taking it on, taking it all on his own right there, picking the hand off and picking up some more great yardage. That's another first down for Alabama State, and a late flag has come on out. And considering the fact that it was thrown near a pile, it could be personal foul either way for Alabama State and A&M because we know things get chippy between these two longtime rivals. But nobody wants to lose this football game. Personal foul on number 79, Big Jylan Ware, offensive lineman for Alabama State, so that'll push back the chain. Yeah, and if you're the Hornets, I mean, we've had a couple of untimely personal foul penalties, and you just can't have that because you're doing a great job. I mean, you have Ellis Richardson coming up in here, 
controlling the offense, making the plays, running the football, and, and hey, the big guy's about to get a mouthful from Coach Jenkins. I mean, you just can't have that. He may be walking home to Montgomery because regardless of what anybody from that A&M football team did to you, you can't respond. It's just a selfish play when you take it upon yourself to get a personal foul, especially in this situation. Six and a half minutes left for Alabama State. And here it is again. Richardson calling his own number. Picks up another first down inside the 30-yard line on that one. Party fans, don't forget to check out the Alabama State Sports YouTube page so you can check out the ASU Football Buzz Coaches Show with Coach Brian Jenkins. Myself, along with Coach Jenkins, will always break down this previous week's game and talk about the upcoming week. And if you missed last week's episode, you need to go and check it out because we had several seniors who were able to sit down and talk about coach, talk about what it means to be an ASU Hornet, and also talk about how big the Magic City Classic is to them, as well as the Turkey Day Classic is to Alabama State. So go check that out on the ASU, on the ASU Hornet Sports page. Now, it's first down for Alabama State. And here it is, a handoff to Khalid Thomas. Once again, he gets it down near the 20-yard line for Alabama State with about 5.54 left in the fourth quarter. We want that clock to keep ticking. Oh, yeah, we're getting right down to that to that under six-minute mark, and the Hornets are definitely taking the air out the football, and, and you have to love this. Even overcoming the personal foul penalty, Ellis Richardson, and keep in mind, he comes into the game with six rushing touchdowns, 305 yards rushing. He's the second-leading rusher on this team behind Khalid Thomas. So this is a, quarter, a quarterback who's built to run the football. Kid goes around 230 pounds. So for this type of weather condition, hey, he's your guy. Great switch by Coach Jenkins moving from one quarterback to the other. All right, here it is. Richardson fakes the handoff to Khalid Thomas and to decide just to eat it on that play because he saw several defenders from Alabama and them coming his way. You know, and that's the difference, I think, between Alabama State and some other teams. I mean, some teams have two quarterbacks, but they're very similar. What I like about Alabama State is you have Duhart and then Richardson, and they're like they're opposite. You have one guy who's more of a pure passer who can run a little bit, and you have Richardson who's more of a pure runner who can throw a little bit. So you add them together. When you put them into the game defensively, it's like preparing for two totally different quarterbacks and two totally different set of play calls. All right, here it is now, a very important third down for Alabama State. They are on the 23-yard line of Alabama A&M as the rain continues to come down. State spreading them out with five wide receivers. Richardson wanted to pass, and now he's just going to try to scramble it out and does not pick up the first down, but he does pick up some manageable yards to make it four and about five. And now Coach Jenkins has a decision. Do you go for the field goal in the wet weather, which would make it a 15 to or an 18 point ball game, which is a three score three score ball game, which is what you want, or do you go for it on fourth down to try to ice the game on the ground? So we'll see what Coach Jenkins comes what Coach Jenkins comes up with after this timeout taken by Alabama A&M. And six minutes after the game Coming here playing in this game and watching it, I mean, it's been some 
thrilling victories and some crushing defeats on both sides. This is one of those things where, I mean, this game doesn't seem like it's going to come down to the last play and the Hornets line up to go for it on this fourth and four situation. Yes, it is. Basically, here you want to do it. Taylor Robinson drops the ball on the three play. And that was a lateral. That that could have been a disaster. It <laughs> had, have been. had that ball bounced up, and A&M runs that back for a score. All right, 410 left in the game, 35-20, to 20, ASU. We're coming back on the ASU Hornets Sports Network. It's time for ASU basketball. That's right. The 2015-16 season is just around the corner, and Hornet Hoops will be in action in a doubleheader Thursday, November 5th at the Dunn-Oliver Academy. At 6 p.m., the defending SWAC tournament champion Lady Hornets will face Faulkner. Then at 8 p.m., the ASU men's team will face Huntington. Admission is free. That's right, free admission. Don't miss ASU basketball doubleheader Thursday, November 5th at the Dun Oliver Academy. Want your next printing project to have a happy ending? Go to Midquick Printing Company in Montgomery, Auburn, Tuskegee, or Wisconsin today. Or visit them online at midquickprinting.com. They have award-winning designers, friendly and knowledgeable sales staff, excellent customer service, and, of course, quality printing, signage, and promotional products. Midquick, printing everything except money. Midquick Printing Company, a proud sponsor of ASU. Support the team that supports your Hornets. you want to play defense, Dwayne. I mean, you have a big lead, a 15-point lead. It's an obvious pass situation. It's wet, so the ball's going to be on the ground. If you're looking to get a turnover, Alabama State has one today by Courtney Berry on the fumble. But, hey, we've dropped a couple interceptions. Let's see if we can catch one of those before this game is over. 33, second down, 10, pass, near side, incomplete. Third down, 10, coming up, pass intended for Darius Williams. Trying to split in that inside that cover two overthrew a third down thing coming up. You know, we've had some great
great weather for the last couple Magic City classes. So I guess we was overdue for a rain shower. And it's unfortunate because yesterday was picture perfect. I mean, I was out here, you know, drawing pictures of the campers and everything and just, you know, getting, getting into with my artsy side. But today is, ah. That's the black part. Here's the boy trying to fight for the first down. Yardage and does so on the far side. Seven McKenzie for Alabama. And then we'll step aside 10 seconds. For station ID on the ASU Hornet Sports Network. Top the hour in the Magic City, Birmingham, Alabama, 74 the Magic City Classic. On this lead, 35-23, 40 to play. A&M trying to mount a comeback fast thrown. Across the 50, into Alabama State Territory. Catch made by Devon Johnson to the Hornets 47-yard line. And the Hornets have to finish because you have to keep in mind, 15-point game, Bulldogs down two scores. So if you do score a touchdown, when you have onside kick, a lot of wacky things can happen, and it's been that type of ball game. This is from the 48. Alex scrambling, far side, throws, no ruling yet. Flag down. Yeah, I think the receiver went out of bounds and came back in. I saw the side judge throw the hat down, so we'll see if that is indeed the call, which will be a penalty against Alabama State. I mean, Alabama A&M, if it is. That's intended for Johnson. Caught the ball, but it appears to be out of bounds. We see a hat on the ground, which indicates that it was out of bounds, but the official call will be. That is called legal touching after Johnson stepped out and stepped back in. Find it. Third down. And four from the Hornet 48 with 324 remaining. Yeah, and I'm sure this would be two down territory for Alabama A&M. Last couple times they've liked to run the quarterback to his right, give him a run pass option, but they have three receivers to the left side of the offensive formation. The left one right for the Bulldogs, running back offset right. Ballard looking left, trying to take a shot, throws high, incomplete. Intended for McKenzie, fourth down coming up, good coverage by Bradley Street for Alabama State. It has to be tough for Ballard here. I mean, trying to throw the football, you have a wet ball. I mean, you're more of a running style quarterback, and, and now you're trying to find a comeback when everybody knows that you have to pass it. So, fourth down and four as the Hornets line up defensively and see if we can't get a stop and turn the ball back over. I think it'll pretty much turn over the ball and the game to the Hornets if we can stop them here on this play. Let's let them do it right here. Fourth down and four for A&M. Question four, dropping seven. Pass. Intercept. No, nearly picked by Bradley Street. Ball came out of the hands of McKenzie Street. Couldn't hang on, but fourth down ball drops on the ground. Harmlessly incomplete. Hornets football with 3-12 to go. And that just may be the final nail in the Bulldog call. Yeah, I think you can crack a smile if you, if you coach Jenkins. Still have to finish it up. But, hey, you know, you, you want that interception. I mean, we, we've been close to getting that interception today. Hey, the turnover is great because it's a fourth down play. But the Hornets looked like it was three different players who both had two hands on the ball, just couldn't reel it in. Final minute break of the game with 3 12 to play on this lead 35 20 on the ASU Hornets Sports Network. The swarm and sting in full effect. Get your tickets at ASU Football by calling 334 229 4551. Single game tickets start at only $10 online. That's right, only $10 online at slash tickets. The Hornets return home to ASU Stadium. 
Saturday, November 14th, in the Faith and Freedom Game versus Prairie View. And Saturday, November 21st, for Homecoming versus Mom. Get your tickets now! Listen live each Thursday at 6 p.m. for the Swarm and Sing ASU Football Coaches Show with Brian Jenkins. Join Coach Jenkins and your host, Mo Carter, as we talk Hornet football. Hear from the Hornet head coach as he breaks down last week's action and give you the latest news on the football program and give you insight into this week's matchup. Join us for the Swarm and Sing ASU Football Coaches Show each Thursday at 6 p.m. here on the ASU Hornet Sports Network. Pretty 
darn good teams, and now to get back to 500 and have a chance to finish off this thing on a good, strong note playing Jackson, Prairie View, and Miles College, I mean, I think it says a lot for the whole coaching staff, and you have to tip your hat to those players who never stopped believing. And even the games they lost, I mean, they played hard in every game, but most of them was like a play here, a play there, where we could have been on the winning side of those ball games. There's definitely some missed opportunities early in those games that you mentioned. I think now the team has a sense of what winning is. They'll be able to make the play, get that third down play that you need, keep a drive going that may lead to a touchdown, playing with that winning confidence going into the final month of the season. Richardson on the keeper, he'll just slide down at the 29. Clock at 103, 102, and counting perhaps one final snap. Put the finishing touch on the 74th Magic City Classic and a win for your Alabama State Hornets. And what makes this game so special? If you look at the all-time series lead, ASU leads the all-time series 39-36-3. We'll notch that up to 40 in just another minute or so. But the Magic City Classic, which every game wasn't the Magic City Classic played here in Birmingham, is just like right about neck and neck. And I think that's what makes this such a great classic because both teams win it. It's not like one team has won it, you know, 80% of the time. It's like tip and tuck. You really never know who's going to win this game regardless of the record. So, I mean, this is a terrific venue. Even though it's raining, the bands on better do their end of the game, you know, contest back and forth. But for the Hornets, big win. Coach Jenkins, a big win in his first Magic City Classic. And it's always good to start off winning this game when you're the head coach at Alabama State. So James Oliver, man, like, what? We going home. We out here. If y'all can see him play, <laughs> but guess what? I think he walked out on him. He dropped the mic and said, we're done. We beat you at halftime. We don't have to beat you after the game. Triple zeros on the board. Hornets win. Hornets win. The 74th Mexican Classic by a score of 35-26-2 for Hornets postgame. Presented by American Lose Fast up next. You're listening to the ASU Hornets Sports Network. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hello, Hornet family. I'm head coach Brian Jenkins. Hello, Hornet family. I'm Melvin Hines, vice president of Tennessee Baptist. We're coming to you today to ask the Hornet family to get involved and make contributions to the Devon Gale Fund. You can find a link on BamaStateSport.com for the Devon Gale Fund. As you know, Devon Gale is a young man that participated in football at Southern University. Unfortunately, he had a tragic injury. So come on, Hornet family. Opportunity is here. Opportunity is now. Support the fund.
audience gives you a time to give. The three times spending Christ has been paid to the goalkeeper will complete a goal short out of that Monday and Tuesday to be how defending Quacks have been AFC volleyball team will play Jackson State Monday at 7 p.m. and will host Alabama A&M Friday, November 6th at 7 p.m. at Lockhart Gym. Good luck to the AFC soccer team which will come to Quacks tournament beginning Thursday in Huntsville, Alabama. The AFC basketball team will be in action in the doubleheader Thursday, November 5th with the Sun Oliver Astro. At 6 p.m., the defending Quacks tournament champion Lady Hornets will face Faulkner. Then, at 8 p.m., the ASU men's team will face Huntington. ASU football returns to action this Saturday at Jackson State. Listen to all the action here on ASU Hornet Sports Network, beginning with Hornet's pregame presented by American Zoo Fund at 5 p.m. Kickoff just after 6 p.m. I'm ASU Women's Sports Leader Sango, and that's your ASU Sports Report. For more information on all 18 ASU athletic teams, visit SammonStateSports.com. Throughout the catch, 
although there was great coverage, and that gave us the command and lead up by two touchdowns. And the Hornets, although we gave up a score, we were able to kind of outpace the Bulldogs to finish off the ball game with a 15-point victory. You know, and those two touchdowns coming in about the minute apart, again, gave us some separation going into the half. Nice to go to halftime with a 14-point lead. Sir Coach Jenkins had a, a good message for his team, but the confidence of going to the halftime with a two-score lead had to pay dividends going into the third quarter. Yeah, you know, I kind of like the performance for the Hornets, kind of like the weather today. You know, we, we started off pretty good. We were kind of hot. I mean, yesterday was a beautiful day. And then, you know, after those first 14 points, it started to drizzle a little bit. We had one one stint where we had back-to-back offside penalties, which made it a first and 10 to the first and 20. Then we had a, a penalty on the coach coming on the sideline because he was upset with the kids getting offside. So then we had a first and What's that? I can't add that. I was like Domino's first and twenty-five, right. and so but, big six and big five, right? Big six and big five. So I mean, it was one of those things. So we kind of had a little bit of delay in the middle. So I think what I like about it is, even though you know we get four and four, I mean, you're at this point of the season, you have three games left. I think the Hornets they still have room for improvement. So we're not playing our very best football, but when we're playing good, you can see the potential of how good this team can be when everything kind of comes together. And then at the end, let's not forget about our guy, Ellis Richardson. He comes in the game, and his quarterback draw, I mean, handoff, he just does a great job of icing the game with about nine minutes left and just saying, hey, you know we're running. I know we're running, but I'm tough enough with my offensive lineman and my quarterback and my running back that we're going to get first down. So I thought it was just a, a complete performance. Everybody contributed. Although you had some mistakes, you're not going to play perfect football, but we got it done. We'll be back with some final thoughts. Wrap up tonight's win over Alabama A&M in the 74th Magic City Classic. You're listening to Hornets Postgame. Presented by American Lube Bath on the ASU Hornet Sports Network. American Lube Bath is proud to partner with Hornet Athletics. American Lube Bath is dedicated to protecting your car and your family. We are a preventive maintenance car care center, performing a 21-point vehicle inspection with every oil change. Ask for the Hornet Pride promotion and get a discount on your vehicle service while supporting Hornet Athletics. American Lube Bath, support the team that support your Hornets. Listen live each Thursday at 6 p.m. for the Storm and Sing ASU Football Coaches Show with Brian Jenkins. Join Coach Jenkins and your host, Mo Carter, as we talk Hornet football. Hear from the Hornet head coach as he breaks down last week's action and give you the latest news on the football program and give you insight into this week's matchup. Join us for the Storm and Sing ASU Football Coaches Show each Thursday at 6 p.m here on the ASU Hornet Sports Network.
That big, pretty black and gold bowl on top of this 35 20 win over Alabama AM for the 74th Majesty Classic here. And Brady Leach to the old girl that held up well. Eddie Robinson just long enough for the Hornets to pull off their fourth win of the season. Yeah, we're going to add a couple more rusty folks in here today with this rain, but hey, the no Hornets doubt. did what they had to do. You got the victory, made the game. Yeah, of course, it wasn't a perfect game. You had some mistakes and penalties, but at the end of the day, you like the big play of the offense and the tough physicalness of the defense. I mean, you're talking about a team that ran the ball in the majority of the game, and it's hard to stop when they're having like 40 running plays. But I thought the defense played the task and only gave up a couple touchdowns. They come, some of them came on a short field. Looking ahead to next week's game, back on the road, final road game of the season, back at night, 6 p.m. game against Jackson State, a program in transition after the firing of Harold Jackson several weeks ago. What's your early take on next week's matchup? I think you have to get up to a good start like you did today. Now, keep in mind, you know, like you were saying earlier, that game was a 3-3 ball game. Last week had a little melee in the, at the halftime, which we don't want to have that type of thing. But these two teams are going to be testy towards each other, and they know each other well. And so I think you have to go out there and kind of set the tone with the, with the physical attitude and trying to make big plays and jump on them early and let them know, hey, this is how it's going to happen. We're going to win this football game. I think the Hornets have definitely showed that they have the talent to be a contender in the East. Jackson State coming off a near-miss today, trailing at at Mississippi Valley State. Thomas almost swing off the big win again with 17 late in the fourth. The Tigers got them that win. Yeah, I mean, and, and the biggest thing is that they won. And so, I mean, that's going to take a little bit of pressure off us because I think had they lost that game, they'd be in a real bad mood. And, and so, but Comedy and everything with him coaching at, at Jackson State and coaching against them, and he probably knows those kids really well. But Jackson State was able to pull off that victory. So, you know, you have a coaching change during the season. Everybody's trying to figure out where they fit into the program. I think it's a good game for Alabama State to go down there and take one and then get up on the win column and, and get to a 5-4 and four mark for two to play. We have an volleyball going down to Jackson Monday night for Big Swag. Each showdown, they can break down the Lady Tigers on the volleyball. Soft them up for Don't forget, daylight savings time is tonight. Turn your clock back one hour. Before you go to sleep, whatever that time is, the only nation will party long into the night, rain or shine, after 35-20 wins over Alabama. And then we the scene for next week, as we mentioned, ASU Volleyball at Jackson Monday night. We'll be back at home Friday, senior night. Lockhart Jim can't make it to the game. Watch live on BamaSafeSports.com through the SWAC Digital Network. Best of luck to ASU Soccer, which will start play in SWAC tournament this Thursday up in Huntsville. Thursday night, basketball. That's right, the issue basketball in action. Doubleheader women versus Faulkner, men versus Huntington. Doubleheader starts at 6 p.m. Admission is free. 
Acidone, Albert Acidone, and also tune in to Foreman's Thing Age Football Coaches Show with Brian Dickens. We'll review tonight's game, get you set for next Saturday's game at Jackson State. For Mo Carter, Randy Robinson, I'm Dwayne Lewis signing off from Legion Field once again on his win, on his win by a score of 35-20 in the 74th edition of the Magic City Classic. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, Nation. Good night. From Birmingham, as always, oh Hornets.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.